this week on Waxing the Porpoise. G-Baby and the usual suspect Steve welcome back a man whose gaze could pierce through the thickest fog, staring John, the enigmatic oracle of intrigue, to wrap up our Daniel Craig Bond era retrospective with the fifth and final entry in the series, a dark symphony of espionage and treachery where secrets are currency and the twin dragons of love and loyalty clash with ruthless cunning. No time to die from 2021. Join us as we recap G-Baby's dance with the devilish elixir known as Malort from the last episode, who may have overindulged and gifted us with an impromptu performance of the Technicolor Yawn, explore the depths of Bond's character and the seemingly impenetrable legacy Daniel Craig has left us with, and wrap up with some fun Amazon reviews, namely the Wild West hellscape of Haribo's line of sugar-free gummy bears. Remember, dear listeners, in this realm of high stakes and even higher body counts, one must always keep their wits sharp and their malort and take in check. And in the case of five-year-old Matilde, James... You are the father! Let's wax this timeless porpoise. fuck all that um <clears throat> all right we're we're recording here i'm gonna take a little a little more yeah that last episode sounded wild bro never again man i think <laughs> my malort days are numbered unless they sponsor us and that number is zero <laughs> yeah that was fucking a bad you know it would have been fine it was the joint about two thirds the way through the episode that fucking got me, dude. I would, it fucking got me straight up. Keith sweat. Fucking. Dealing with that. I would be like, yeah, actually I have a reminder set for myself every single morning to let you know. I got, why do I hear myself? He's playing back audio. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Did this not Dealing come through with that? I would be like, yeah, well, actually I have a reminder set for myself every single. Oh, damn it. When I was trying to do that, it picked up the audio while you were talking. Never mind. I was trying to cue that Keith Keith Sweat twisted to uh, add a little bit of color to my experience with the joint and Malort combo. Was, that's that that was the straw that broke yeah. it. I would have been fine. It actually, I mean, down the spiral. Full disclosure, I actually at that like at the hour and a half mark, you can hear me throw up. Like I just re- I just reached <laughs> over and I grabbed my office waist bin. <laughs> And Is I was that just like, when you disappeared when they went on the fucking. Yeah, I was uh, like, yeah, cut out there for a little bit. The uh, cable guy fucking rant. That was with yeah, that one. <laughs> dude. And then it was puke and rally, dude. And I came back like white hot, like <laughs> feeling great. And that's why then we went hard on cable guy in like late nineties, like yep. underrated comedies. Yeah, yeah, that was a good episode. That's that awesome. guy's solid, man. What's his name? Bob. Bob. Yeah. They got a really good show. They they've they've been doing. They're like on four hundred yeah, plus you said episodes. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have their their show dialed, and they they do really good analysis. He's he's a good hang. But yeah, dude, I felt it for like ten minutes. I was like, oh fuck, man. I was like, am I gonna throw up right now? 
and I was trying to power through and I was like, I got this. And then it was like, there was a three second window where it was like, Nope, you don't do it. Yep. So I, I was like, I was kind of embarrassed. I was about to do that. So I hit my video. I blank, I blocked my video and I fucking went down, reached over, did one of these into my fucking office waste bin <laughs> that, that has holes, holes through it. Yeah. <laughs> So I had to clean that up, like oh. fucked up after Damn, the episode, after awesome. the recording. Did it come out of the wire mesh? I had a lot of shit in it, so it kind of acted as a bad. <laughs> you, you look disappointed, <laughs> like a disappointed like dad. Well, originally, I was thinking, I was picturing a regular trash can, and I was like, well, I wonder if he had a, a liner in it. That was way worse than what I, even I was expecting. No liner. That's yeah. no walls in a trash yeah. can. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It was kind of chunky, so it wasn't fine enough liquid to pass through the, the grates. But well, I didn't notice, yeah. so good on you. Yeah. yeah, if you go, I, I was like, should I leave it in as like an Easter egg? And I was like, I left it in. So if you, I think it's right at you like. You can hear the door. You can hear like a door. But before, that's about. Right before the door. I think it's at like the, I wrote it down. I think it's like the hour and 30 mark, like right on, like dead nuts. It's like. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. It's that's two awesome. solid ejections. And then I went to the bathroom to wash my face off and I came back and dude, I felt like white hot, dude. I was just like, I'm back. Damn. But yeah, it was, it got, it was like riding a roller coaster. So yeah. needless to say, I, dude, I had a lot of shit in my gut. Yeah. You right did. At that point. A lot of was, very different types of things too. It was pickle back, pickle chaser. Malort V8 low sodium and that fucking creme de fucking key lime pie. Yeah. Liqueur and beer and soda and dip and weed. So yeah, I think two shots of tequila. (laughs) Four bong hits, man. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was a fusion burrito of bad things. So yeah, uh, it's fun. surprising how much shit Steve actually knows. For being a guy who doesn't watch shit, you you know a lot of shit, man. Not really. Yeah, I, I I would agree. Not really, but there are some things I've been kind of <laughs> surprised that you have watched. I can't. There was one just recently that you said, "Yeah, I've seen that," and I was like, "What?" But I mean, by virtue of this podcast, you're almost. We haven't done a movie every time. We're on episode sixty-two, but you you've done lot, like though. forty ish yeah. probably 50 movies in the last year and a half which is probably more than in the last 10 years uh i'd say 15 probably 20 yeah. that's what you were saying what i think it was two episodes ago you're like yeah the i think it was when chris was on you're like yeah the last year i've watched fucking more movies than i have in like 20 years or something yeah and i don't I, if that is an exaggeration i don't think it's much sure <laughs> that's crazy um all right so uh thanks for joining us welcome to waxing the porpoise we're here on episode 62 uh finishing up putting a bow on the last entry in our daniel craig bond era uh or daniel craig era bond retrospective uh with no time to die from 2021 as usual you got myself jim g baby vote for donnelly donnelly Every vote counts. 
And to my virtual <laughs> right, that was a long one. To my virtual right, we have the usual suspect, Steve. I mean, if you don't like spaghetti and meatballs, why don't you get the hell out? Hey, listen, I'll come down there and give you a crew cut, mister. Let's see your clippers. <laughs> I've been waiting for that one for a long time. I forgot about it, so yeah, I was like, oh, perfect. But my problem with your father was sick. Doing good? <laughs> I'm not going to do the whole thing. I'll spare you all. Yeah. <laughs> That's your jukebox moment. Any yeah. Anything on the periphery of the courtroom scene in Big Daddy, you're going to get the lamb tuna fish. Uh, there's so many perhaps, good ones from that. Perhaps you prefer spaghetti and meatball. <laughs> Be more comfortable with that analogy. <laughs> Uh, and then also, uh, wrapping up this retrospective, we have, of course, Staring John. They were cones. <laughs> Bringing it back with the Adam Sandler. How's it going, man? On top of the world, dude. That's great. Yeah, that's one. Uh, I don't remember how that came about, but we, we went through that often. They were I remember you saying that when I was like, what is that from? And I re I, you're like wedding singer. And I was like, I don't remember that. Like that, that line didn't really stick out to me and when i saw it and i was like man what a weirdo that that just to like stick yeah. on that Duh, like it could have been people at the wedding he was just so serious about it he was like ah, come on dog they were cones man good have been people at the wedding uh yeah doing good man excited to be here excited to get into this this one is obviously it's uh it's gonna be a conversation yeah, there's a lot going on in this one, and not just because it's the longest one. I I was texting Steve earlier in the week, or you shot me one. You're like, is this thing actually, is that what you said? You're like, is this thing really two hours and 48 fucking minutes or whatever it is? Yeah. So And it was. It yes. Was. <laughs> was it every bit of two hours and 48 minutes for you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's red lights spells danger so um okay well i think either way i think this will be a fun one to get into um you guys want to do some like you want to save like the the uh happy hour stuff for the end or do you want to talk about anything new or anything fun going on i know we kind of spun our wheels talking about my fucking vomit story but yeah we can do it yeah i uh how's the streaming going Stream's going good. Stream's going real good. People are coming in, uh, getting, getting, I mean, I'm through, I think at this point I've cleared 48 different NES games, beat beginning to end now. So damn, we're going through the library. We're going through it. We got some RPGs on there, some long ass ones. I got through Final Fantasy, got through fucking, uh, Dragon's Warrior. So some of the, some of the bigger ones are knocked down too. I never was a big Final Fantasy guy, but I, or played it even, but I remember my cousin used to play it when he was like 15 and I was mm. a lot younger and I, I don't know why thinking back on it, but like, like three or four of my cousins, we'd sit and we'd watch him play fucking yeah. uh, final fantasy. And he had like this, the guidebook thing that had all yep. the weapons and shields and all the cool shit to like, look at. And it's funny. He had uh what's that Nintendo joystick. It, it was almost like a, it was like a, arcade-style arcade. one. It was like yeah. this big square gray one that had a joystick knob yep. for movement. Mm-hmm. And he he knew a way to, like, spam that to, like, 
at the beginning of one of the final fantasies, I can't remember what you do, but he would like jam that thing between like a VHS tape and like the bottom of the entertainment center. Yeah. And it would like spam like BA or something super fast. And it was yeah. a cheat in NES to give you like, like full hit points or s- something. I can't huh. remember now, but yeah. I distinctly remember. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And the advantage. Like, He's like, just ch- just wait, you'll see. And uh, cheat yeah, codes, uh, fucking cheat codes. Cheat codes. Yeah, I I I remember in the summertime, like just like sitting, we're like, oh, this is cool, yeah. and it's just this turn based fucking. Dude, it's not bad. Shit. It's funny you say because I was dreading that fucking game, and you know how fucking people are on Twitch, bro. Someone comes in, and is like, hey, what game do you not want to play? Well, you know, I'm not really looking forward to, you know, any of the long ass RPGs is just I'd rather not. You know what I mean? And immediately five subs. Final Fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) That's when you got to start like thinking ahead and playing that 4D chess. Like, what do I hate? Okay, what do I love? Yes. Yes. Get them back that way. That's the key to streaming is just navigating (laughs) all the fucking morons that are in your chat. and Like, how do how do you combat that? Uh, what are you been up to, Steve? What do you got going on, dog? Well, not I do getting a haircut. I know I do need to get a haircut. I do owe Jim and anybody listening an apology for last week. I had to unceremoniously exit at some point because my power went out. Yeah, and, that's lame. Well, yeah. To be fair to the power grid in the great state of California, it got over eighty-five degrees. So you know, of course, we had to go into <laughs> meltdown mode in the power grid. Um, so that happens and, you know, we also have 2035 to look forward to when our esteemed governor, Gavin Newsom has decided that all new vehicles sold have to be electric. So I'm not sure how you reconcile that with our flailing power grid, but, uh, that's going to be an issue. And if, if, if you find yourself listening thinking, uh, that's the type of common sense leadership I want at a national level. Stay tuned because he might be your future president. So that type God. of yeah, that that type of straight shooter with upper middle management written all over him might oh. be coming to might be coming to DC soon. So God, let's hope not. Jesus Christ! Expect more great policy decisions at the national level. Yeah. Oh, so that man. that's it for this week's edition of California Politics Corner. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I told my throw-up story, so we're, we're through that knothole. Yeah, get that one queued up. We're going to need that a lot this episode. Yeah. yeah. Dude, so I got, we, I got... we sort of alluded to it on the last Bond episode, but I was looking through shitty reviews for Spectre, and I saw no less than six or seven confused, lost people who were leaving reviews like, what does this what does this mean James Bond will return? I can't believe he died at the end of this. And it was so <laughs> confusing because they were obviously leaving a review on the wrong Bond movie that I that I thought they maybe went back and changed the ending of Spectre because it wasn't wasn't that great. And so going into this movie, it was sort of like, well, I have a pretty good idea of where this is going. So yeah, that took a lot right. of the punch out of it unfortunately but yeah that sucks a lot yeah who does that who would leave a review on the wrong movie that doesn't make any sense well and i would think that it would be monitored by i mean there's got to be some kind of fucking community that would 
you know, look at these things. Like I, I wouldn't, I would, uh, I would like to think that if that were to happen on a movie, that there's somebody who would go through and be like, oh yes, this is uh, either like gray it out, right, to where you have to approve to like look at it and contain spoilers, or or just flat out fucking delete it if it's something that egregious. Yeah, slacking ass IMDb moderators. This yeah, was actually no on on Amazon, so that's not oh, super surprising. Dude, I found Amazon West, to be. Man. I know, but it, but it's a, um, it's a blessing and a curse because that's yeah, where I also can find some of the most absolutely unhinged reviews. Yes. Yeah, man. Do that you was... any of you, I think you do, Steve, but have you ever heard the legend, uh, John I already know the, what you're going to say. The Haribo. Can I guess? Yep. Sugar. Sugar-free yeah. gummy bear reviews. Yeah. The, you know, yeah. Haribo, they, they do like the fucking, uh, root beer, little soda candies and the bears. Yep. I guess they had a line that was really like uh, that fucked with people's guts. Instant this- diarrhea is how I've heard it described from their sugar-free gummy bear. Yeah, their sugar-free variant. It's, it's taken on a life of its own. I I feel like I just heard recently somebody said they had to go in and take a bunch of that shit down because it wasn't it wasn't just full of negative reviews. It became like literary the type of reviews these people were leaving it was just over the top hilarious dude i read like a six paragraph one that was like where a dude is like 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 dead ass this guy is is it was six paragraphs like an essay (laughs) and it starts off like well i had to travel to the airport i was getting ready to leave uh, and it's just like this in-depth description of how hungry he was getting to the vending machine. All they had was these gummy bears. He eats them. Long story less long. He gets pulled aside by security. They got to frisk him. He ends up shitting himself because the bears just make it like it's Damn. It's just like this in-depth story about him shitting all over himself and TSA because of these. <laughs> <gummy bears. laughs> it well, just ran through him like a bran muffin. It couldn't have happened to a better group of people. <laughs> At the TSA, like, why don't you guys go ahead and clean this shit up? Yeah. <laughs> Amazon's having to, like, rent extra server space for all the fucking Haribo sugar-free yeah. reviews. Yeah, I remember one, it was, like, the title was, like, Hell Bears. I think that's <laughs> one of the one of the ones that, like, it started the, the uh-huh. phenomenon. And, like, she went on this, like, awesome, just, yeah. And so, yeah, that uh, is the Wild West for Somewhere reviews. there's a a marketing person like there's no such thing as bad publicity and like <laughs> cheryl have you seen these fucking reviews <laughs> amazon reviews is like hold my beer um okay i i know we got a lot to slog through with um this movie but uh so let's get into no time to die and i'll try not to distend this too much like with past movies i tend to get caught in a cycle of wanting to go over every point so so this one is obviously the last in the uh bond film uh franchise um it was this one was like so many things with the pandemic was like scheduling reshoots etc etc i think this was supposed to release like fucking six different dates or something wild like as as early as like late 2019 i think and then multiple points all the way through 2020 and finally i think it was november 21 does that sound right somewhere in there um steve you hadn't seen this did you watch this one in theaters john yes 
This was one of the first ones, I think, I could be wrong, but I think this was one of the first ones when theaters reopened that, we right. back, that I was just like, I have to, this has been, you know, I saw a Casino Royale in the theater. I saw every single one at like, um, at a midnight release for like, I, you know, this was my shit. And so right. I was like, there's no way I'm not seeing it in the theater. Word. Where were you going to say something, Steve? Sorry. Oh, I... Once again, I was trying to look at a little bit of trivia, and there's so much like Bond universe-centric stuff that's not super interesting to me personally, but I did see one thing I thought was funny, that this movie took so long to come out that companies that had paid for product placement were like, hey, this shit is so outdated now. Um, This is a problem because what we paid to have you showcase is now you know, four generations old. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I think the one of the specific examples is Nokia. Like, because yeah. phones are like, it's like a, they're on like an eighteen month cycle, basically. And right. the one they had in the film was like outdated already, and they were yeah. pushing their new flagship. And Nokia was like on a bounce back. I think they were out of the smart game phone for quite a while, or they're really trying to like stick their dick out again and yeah. compete against Samsung and Apple. But at any rate, yeah, I guess what they did, uh, the compromise. They, I guess, they were trying to bully the studio into like shooting reshoots like reshoots of your movie for product placement and MGM was like, get fucked. And so that old, the antiquated phone Nokia that uh, is prominent in a couple scenes, they left that in, but they did uh, acquiesce a little bit in some of the promotional like commercials and shit. They went in CGI out and they put in, like updated products, including yeah, that like makes the, whatever the new Nokia phone was. But that's funny. I, out of all the trivia, I happened to notice that one too and thought that was interesting. But yeah, I tried, I was taking a dump earlier and I was like, okay, let me see some trivia. Like it was a shit show for every other Bond movie because the volume is ridiculous. And I feel like every 50 entries, they're, they're almost the same level yeah. of trivia, but just slightly different uh, information. But yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Like even like big movies that have a lot of trivia, like this dwarf set, there's like fucking, it's like five X, 10 X, maybe the amount of trivia on the shit, which is kind of interesting, but makes sense for such a long running franchise. But, uh, right. so this one is, uh, uh, directed. This was directed by, uh, Kerry Joji Fukunaga, Fukunaga. Uh, he was the, uh, I think he did he was a producer and he directed eight out of ten episodes of the first season of true detective so that's kind of oh. that was his claim to fame before this and he also nice. writ he wrote the first screenplay for the it reboot in 2017 and then he walked away from the project but he still has a credit and they i think they used a bulk of his screenplay for that movie but um yeah, they kind of came in with uh, when they n- announced this guy was going to be a part of it. Just off my only experience with him was first season of D- True Detective. I was pretty psyched, like right out of the gate. I was like, fuck yeah, this is the direction I'm psyched about. A la kind of like going with Sam Mendes with Skyfall. I thought that right. was kind of an interesting choice. So yeah, I was hoping he was going to shake things up a bit. And uh, he's got a pretty interesting background, but I like what he did with the film uh, a lot. Um, before we get going into, I guess we should just rip the, rip the fucking bandaid. What'd you think of this one, Steve? Is this a pass or fail? Oh yeah. It's a pass for sure. Um, oh, nice. It, it definitely has, has its issues, but, um, I don't, I don't even think it's close to being a borderline call. 
uh, going back to what you were just saying before, I don't know if, because I don't know what I'm talking about, I don't know if it was the direction or like the cinematography in this one, but I really liked the style of it more than, I don't know if I'd say more than any of the other ones that we've watched in the Craig Bonds, but as much as I like Sam Mendes, Mendes, I think I liked the the director style of this one better than his, to be honest. Um, the opening, the opening sequence in this one, I think is my favorite probably of all five. Yeah. This one is fucking pretty, rad. pretty bad. At, and it's not the, the stereotypical, like bond in a foreign land fighting some crazy over the top fight sequence that ends with some crazy, like getaway where, He's chilling. You think like he sh- he's she should be on Easy Street, fucking riding the gravy train with biscuit wheels with Madeline. Like they're he's disconnected. Yeah. So I didn't even mean I meant the pre Bond stuff, like with the with the little girl in the house when she magged up oh, the guy. Oh, the intro. Okay, yeah, gotcha. That Sorry. was like the coolest opening. Yeah. It was pretty dark, like, man. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, when when the camera pans over and you first see the guy standing in the window, like, oh yeah, yeah. it's almost like a horror stinger kind of. I was like, yeah, the fuck is that, dude? That face mask is fucking really weird. And she unloads Uh, on him, and then he gets her out of the the lake. I thought that was a very very strong start. Nice, yeah, I did too. I thought that was that was super rad. Like how like like she was like center mass, like she was like pulling like she she had trained or you could tell her dad mr white like made sure she knew what the fuck to do with that weapon didn't give Um, her the right code for the panic room though or maybe she just panicked and kept putting it in wrong yeah well because she talks about that in specter right where she talks about that gun uh she's like uh the gun and the bleach yeah 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 and then i like i like how they actually paid that off from a previous movie you know and there's a solid connection to it for sure. I miss that. Yeah. That's one of the things in like in the bonds, at least the ones that I've seen, like there's not a lot of, um, I guess they changed the mold with doing the bond series. Cause they're all very connected, like mm-hmm. into telling a, a cohesive story and like a, a huge arc. Whereas the previous ones kind of felt like more like monster of the week kind of thing. Like this is yeah. the bond. It's like all new scenario. And this one, it actually had, I felt like, this franchise has has stakes and and there are like definitive especially from casino royale to skyfall and i would say skyfall to specter in this yeah. um yeah i like i like that uh that opening scene as well i also like the i mean this this feels like three opening scenes like kind of jammed into one and i liked the i guess the second part when they're in italy uh it kind of reminded me of like the rooftop scene with uh patrice in like uh turkey i think or istanbul when they're in skyfall that like the motorcycle chase yeah and i didn't really like it for for the for the same reason it's like okay yep here we go again like it reminded you too much of that yeah i just thought i cut those two jumps in particular that he makes on the bike were fucking sick that like weird high angle thing and then the one through like there's like a some kind of procession going on in town that really high and they, they, they pull back on the camera and just how high that arc was. I thought, I just thought that was fucking sick. And like the camera work of that was really cool. But um, I guess just to set the table real quick. So as I alluded to Madeline and James Bond, they're uh, 
they think they're free of everything of specter and they're like living the good life and they're uh like honeymooning i guess or vacationing in italy i think it's on purpose that it's the village where vesper yeah. is buried it's right. uh Matera, which is the southern part of Italy, which is actually a UNESCO World Her- Heritage Site. How fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't ask me what the fuck that means. But um, there, it's like a ceremonial time of the year, and you see there's like tea leaves in the air, kind of, and they're on fire. And like the bellhop, he's like, well, what did, what's all this going on? And it's like, uh, it's for this region. It's, it's like a... Uh, a ceremonial time of year where they're writing down secrets, wishes, letting go of the past, getting rid of old things and income the new. So point of that being like, so it, it seems like the sticking point between Madeline and James is she wants him to let go of Vesper, let go of her, you know, like you can, yeah, just like, and I, okay, I, I'm going to let go right now. Like you can I don't pinpoint know. I, it. I was kind of on her side. I was like, God, we're still talking about this bitch. It's been years and you barely oh, knew yeah. each other. And yeah, I feel like they. I feel like they've gone back to the Vesper well too many times, in my opinion. It's like you barely knew each other. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a fair point. I won't it argue is. against that. I won't either. But I would love to, but I won't. <laughs> yeah, my, I, I agree. Actually, yeah, they they did lean a little too hard on that, but you know, the the light that burns twice as bright burns half as long kind of thing maybe (laughs) but uh symbolism uh (laughs) symbology symbology uh but yeah i thought it was funny it's like okay so he's gonna write on a little piece of paper and write vesper lind and burn it up like in the ceremony and then it's like okay that's gonna I'm free of her now. Like it's, it's not a light switch. It's been how many years, you know, it's, but maybe it is, who knows? I should have Googled. I I meant to look it up later. Whatever she she wrote wrote down. down. Yeah. Do you know what, do you know what it was? Yeah. Cause I fucking, my OCD kicked into high gear this time when I noticed that. And she writes down, uh, le home. What the fuck is it? I wrote it down here. God damn it. I have so many fucking notes. It's stupid. And I won't even, touch on any of them it's like lahome something which means the masked man so her secret is like the shit that happened to her when she was a kid i think maybe she feels some kind of like embarrassment or or something about the person who killed her parents like saved her that that was my what i was pulling from it maybe uh but that's what she wrote down yeah that's interesting yeah it was like lahome fucking it would have been funny if she wrote down in french like I have herpes and then just burns. it. <laughs> <laughs> I've given you the clap no less than three times. Well, yeah, when she was talking about like, I have secrets and all this stuff, I was kind of expecting a little more to be honest. Like, yes, he raised me and, and yes, I'm still loyal to him. You know, I thought maybe there would be a little touch of that, but, uh, well, that's just another little minor little quibble. Yeah. I have. Okay. I don't think it's smart to go to Vesper's grave ever. I mean, you have to, you have to think that if people are looking for you. They know that's one of your soft spots. But again, that's just a minor little. True, but to him, Ves- Spectre's done. Or I mean, yeah. he's gotten rid of Blofeld, so he thinks that whole thing is kind of falling right, in on, on himself. Up. But that's a fair point. Uh, yeah. Oh, Lehome Mask, the masked man. 
So yeah, that I, I kind of took it that way. But yeah, he goes to Vesper's grave and he writes down, forgive me. And he burns it. And then he notices a little business card that has the fucking specter octopus logo on it. And he's like, what? And then he hears yeah. like a timer and he gets fucking blown to shit. I liked, I liked the scene a lot too. Like when he's like going down that weird fucking like Roman aqueduct bridge thing and the car comes at him and he just, he, he sees that wire and he fucking does that big jump and swoop down. Yeah. That was pretty fucking sick. I like that. And when he ducks and that bumper. Oh like, yeah. It's know, like this little pillar it, thing. Like the, where it rolls up and he's just like, Oh shit, it's all narrow. And he yeah. just sees it. Like, eh, and then you see the tire. It's just, wow. Oh, right. Dad, that, yeah. Well, yeah. It might, I might be mistaken, but after he gets blown back in the explosion, I feel like the audio is different oh, yeah. to where it almost sounds like how it would sound if you just had your shit blown out. You know, I thought that was a pretty cool effect, too. Yeah, totally. Like, like, like they added like, Ryan kind of thing where. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy how they're able to do that. Like it was like he got hit by like a fucking flashbang or like a concussion grenade or something. And yeah. you hear that, like that ringing and it kind of, and everything like shrinks down around your head. Like, yeah. yeah, that was cool. He gets beat the fuck up in like this first, like 20 minutes too. like some of the falls he takes, but so he goes on the run. There's this like Cyclops looking dude. So out of the gate, he's like, okay, Madeline fucked me. Like he's like, yeah, she's the only one who knew I was here. And, yeah, it, it could only be her. And then, which, I mean, it sucks because it's like he's always never been able to trust anyone. And then he gets to this point and he thinks he's free. And it's like, yep, oh, fuck, I should have known, you know. So he's yep. like on the war path. Like he's thinking like one way, like I've been screwed over. And he's just like, fuck everything. It seemed yeah. like at this point. Yeah. And, the, and the, the guy he's choking out says something about how she's involved. She, Oh, yeah. She was daughter, a daughter yeah. of Spectre. Yeah, yeah, which just confirms his uh, paranoia. And right. then when he's drive, then he fucking scoops up in the Aston Martin Madeline, and then she gets a call, and then it also it flashed like a Spectre insignia like on her phone, and it's Blofeld who's in prison, right. like a fucking like tenth level of hell security prison in London, and uh, calls her and said, "Oh, you did a great job, my darling. You know your sacrifice will be well reward- rewarded." And James yeah. is hearing this; he's just like, "It's it's nails in the coffin at this point." Right, right. This is w- one of my favorite scenes, or like I liked how this opens up in the car where like they get into this like square and they're they're being shot at by like hundred people and the car's getting fucked up and she's like pleading with him and he's like all right and he fucking just whips this fucking crazy donut and turns on the mini guns out of the aston martin that that part was pretty rad and the music the fucking bomb well because it seemed like he just kind of like at at that point they're they're dumping into the car right it's just fucking they're surrounded it's crazy and I'm curious what, like, like, what, how you read it because I was like, oh, he's like, in that moment, he was like, fuck it, we'll both die. I don't, I don't really give a shit. Like, I've, I've accepted it. Like, you, you fucked me. I'm done. I'm, I'm over it. And it's not until that dude's on him just thumping and you see the window. It's just like, yeah, it's like the bulletproof right glass is just yeah. about to give. And she yeah. starts screaming and he's like, all right. It. Yeah, I, t- I I didn't read into it super hard. I just took it like he's just like over being shot at 
kind of because yeah, yeah, it did yeah, seem yeah. like that. Like he was just giving up at that point. Like, yeah, fuck right. it. Okay. Let's just, yeah. let's just both die right here in this car. And right. she's pleading with him. And maybe it's just like him, like pulling at his heartstrings. It's like, okay, I'll do you this one last favor and we'll fucking, and you'll fuck off. Um, yep. But either way, like the action of it, like seeing that Aston oh, yeah. whip around 360 and just dump like 2000 rounds indiscriminately yeah. like how many innocents got hurt by those that fucking <laughs> oh, God, yeah oh, should have um, been standing there because <laughs> <laughs> he just lays on that fucking thing dude and it's like yeah that was cool though to actually like see him like unload like that was was pretty rad just like indiscriminately firing into a crowd um so let's see after that what happens uh, that's what he get, takes her path. to the train station, right? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So then we cut to the train station and like, they're walking briskly. Like you just got into a fight with your old lady and like, you know, like it definitely had those vibes. He's like, get the fuck out of here. And yep. I mean, spoiler alert and all that, like jumping ahead to at this point, it's like, why wouldn't you just say, Hey, I'm fucking pregnant with your child. Just say you think that she was there. Yeah. Because I mean, I didn't come to this conclusion well, I mean, I, yeah. on my own, but when he puts her off on the train, he's like, and I'll never see you again. Right before the train closes, she holds her belly and she's like, <gasps> and like she breathes in and she's like fucked up, you know, like yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gone. She holds her belly. And I, I mean, it, the timing kind of lines up because it's five yeah. years later and it's like, how old right. is that little kid? Five. She's got to be five, six, you know? Sure, so sure. that makes sense. I guess yeah, if you want to give this, if you want to play gymnastics and really like, do this movie's battles for it fight its battles for it you could say maybe she wasn't pregnant at right at that point she didn't know but i feel like she did especially with them inserting like the way she holds her stomach right yeah, before the door sense. closes um i just had never thought about it. for whatever reason i just accepted like like oh she found out later and then yeah uh, i think that's probably the way you should know. read it otherwise you'll nitpick at it and be like you know yeah, I, I can say for sure, like when I when I saw that, I wasn't picking up on that cue. I I, yeah, I, I, I felt really just the way Bond does, like, yeah, you yeah. fucked me over, man. Later, yeah, yeah. Like, you, but in hindsight, after watching the movie on multiple viewings, like if she was pregnant, she because she does say I have something to tell you, like in the car right oh, before they yeah. get shot up, she's like, I, I have, I have something yeah. to tell you. It's like, yeah. fucking say it, man. Just say it. I'm pregnant. It's, right. it's like, he tells her, that's what he says. He says, yeah, I bet you do. I, I, I feel like you could, you could work on, you could hit him with some more body shots and kind of like loosen him up. Like, Hey, I really didn't do this. Like, so, right. but anyway, you wouldn't have a movie if they did that, but, but right, I, right. I feel like they could have, they could have stitched that up a little bit tighter um, to make you buy it. Cause one, that's the way I felt after rewatches. It's like, yeah. just say it. If you really were pregnant, just fucking say it. Um, also, those like little fucking minesweeper mines that he drops. Do you remember that scene when he's in the Aston Martin and he fucking takes that hard right and he peels out oh, yeah, yeah, the car right on his ass yeah, 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 and he yeah, drops yeah. those fucking like those little mines right behind him? That oh, was sick. Yeah. I really liked that. That was fucking cool. Um so yeah, James is like fucking kick rocks later. Uh, you'll never see me again. And then we're five years later, time jump, second time jump. Um, so he's in Jamaica, man, right near yeah. in the beach. <laughs> Boy. Boy. 
Before we get there, though. This song sucks. Yes, the song does (laughs) suck. (laughs) I do want to go over this, though, because it's the last one. And to to me, I I don't like the song. But the visual, that visual is fucking perfect. It's the way it incorporates all the movies. It starts off with the Casino Royale. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. And, and the fucking, when it when the car crashes into the desert, and mm-hmm. it's the it's the fucking Quantum of Solace desert, right? Yeah. And then it, like, it literally hits them all. And it just, and then, like, the double helix with the guns yep. firing the bullets. I was like, it's in his DNA, dog. <laughs> yeah. He just got it, dude. <laughs> That that dog that intro I that's I love it I love yeah it. it's it's got a real retro vibe yet like yes new school with it with you got Billie Eilish singing but I like like the retro like it has those like three dots right at the yes. beginning the way it goes across yeah yes. and it's got they actually bring back the intro where he fucking turns and the right. fuck you're going down the barrel no blood yeah. this time yeah. I don't know what that means um, symbolism. <laughs> What do you think of this song, Steve? I think it sucked ass. Really? You didn't like yeah. this one? No, I didn't I like this one a lot. I, I like wanted lot. to like it. And I think <laughs> I, I think, just like, couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to. I just couldn't do it. Uh, and I didn't even pay that much attention to the to the visual component of it because I was just listening more than watching. Sure, Because sure. I wanted to like it. Like we talked about in the last one. I'm not a big yeah. Sam Smith guy, but I, I really like that song. So I was... Uh, I I was trying to give it a, a, a good chance, but yeah, I just don't get it. I'm not even saying it's a bad song necessarily. I, I just don't was get it, it. Was it that she sings too softly for most of the song? I don't even know what it is exactly. I just didn't really like it. It's pretty, it, it's very stripped down because it's really just her and like maybe a string chorus in the background right, that really revs yeah. up towards the end. But it's pretty like instrumental free. Um, at, compared to all the rest of them, but I really liked it because I had only known Billie Eilish as like this, like fucking flavor of the months, kind of like really young, like super popular. And like her thing is like, she doesn't really like, I think I've heard the knock, like she's a good singer, but you haven't really like let her, she has never really let loose. Like with the pipes She that's mm-hmm. kind of her trademark. She does that real whispery, like that crazy falsetto whatever the fuck singing style but i liked at the end like when she hits that fucking no time to die at the end and really like fucking belts it out i was like whoa that was fucking rad um what do you think of the intro song where does this rank for you uh john um quantum solace is the absolute worst and then i would probably go this this song at four um, at four uh, Skyfall is the is number one. I guess it's I haven't really one. thought about this too much. Sky Skyfall would be number one. Uh, I I think Spectre would be right there, like Skyfall Spectre. I think it was hard for me too because coming off that Spectre, I went, dog, that was a fucking banger. And so like it's this all the just octopus felt- imagery. Yeah. <laughs> dude, uh, who, who did the Casino Royale one? I can't remember that one. Chris Cornell. Uh, yeah, Chris Cornell. Oh, Sorry, which is funny. We talked about this last time because I had never known him from anything else. Like, so that was the first time I'd ever heard, like, Chris, and I was like, oh, this, uh, this song's pretty cool, actually. 
That's a and, crazy uh, intro to Chris Cornell. <laughs> it, right? It is, I know. I know. And I remember because uh, coworkers at the time were like, how the fuck do you not know who this guy is? And I was just like, I just don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. And that's when I heard the other stuff. Because what, what is the audio slave, right? And Soundgarden. Yeah, a lot of people are really going to be eating their fucking hat right now. But you got to remember, John's a little bit younger than us. I think you missed the grunge wave. For sure. I think you were, you were pretty young when grunge was going on. But like Soundgarden was... You didn't miss much, buddy. Hey, hey. <laughs> don't lower yourself. <laughs> don't don't rip your flannel off. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. That's one of the first times I haven't watched a movie. That you got usually when you guys cover it, I'll watch it and then listen. But the Clay Pigeons, I just missed that, and so it was weird to to not know the movie and listen to it. And yeah, yeah, I'd recommend think. it. It's 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 pretty fun. It's it's, fun it's, it's fun yeah. to see Vince Vaughn, a young Vince Vaughn, walking Phoenix in this kind of kooky movie. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, intro song. I thought it fucks. Uh, I really liked it a lot. Uh, there's a there's a a rock like a screamo hardcore band called Our Last Night that did a cover of it that's pretty dope too that I really like. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, now we're in Jamaica, Mon and uh, Bond's fucking he's kind of broken, but he's got a sick fucking pad yeah. in Jamaica. He's just like sailing and fishing and fucking partying it up. Um, I like how they inserted the new 007. They kind of like planted her like just kind of like foreshadowing you see her on the fucking little moped go by and and she bumps into him at the bar but then we get felix back felix Lida. Yeah. i loved that they gave him more play in this yeah. although i he didn't stay for too long uh but i i liked he seems different too like it showed an arc to him he seems way more grizzled like oh, yeah. he seems kind of like he's got a lot of city miles on him too the, just yeah. the way bond does you know like yeah. The job, break, with guy. the job break you down after a while. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like their interaction. Like they get, they pal around, they're playing this weird fucking game, drinking game. Uh, yeah. That they're having a lot of fun with. And uh, so Felix Leiter's got uh, Jeffrey Wright, dude. He just, he kills it, man. He's awesome and everything. Animal. Um, he's got a uh, new CIA guy. In, t- right. in tow uh played by billy magnuson who is logan ash uh he's just like this clean cut fucking still wet behind the ears looking f- white american piece of shit uh i like the, you, the line have you ever guys seen game night i have yeah he's yeah. good oh, in it like yeah he's really good in it he's so funny in that yeah he was in another Jason movie that, yeah Jason, yeah yeah Dude, Jess, Jesse you know, Clemens as the fun dude, Jesse, cop neighbor. <laughs> yeah. If anybody has not seen that movie. Dude, Game Night's a lot of fun, man. That's it right. is. It yeah. is. <laughs> I went into that movie. Like, like my wife was like, I want to go watch this. I'm like, this is yeah. going to suck. And I had, I went in with zero expectation. I yeah. had a lot of fun with Game Night. But, dude, Jesse Clemens steals that fucking movie, dude. Yeah. He's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've rewatched it a couple times and it it holds up. Yeah, Yeah. fuck yeah, yeah. He's in that too. Uh, He was also in this guy Billy Magnuson. He was pretty good in um, 
the Velvet Buzzsaw with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. It was like a Netflix exclusive that was really fun. It's kind of kind of dark, kind of weird, kind of like Nightcrawler. Uh, anywho, uh, he's in tow with Felix, and and Felix is like, "Come on, James, get back in the game." You know, like fucking, there's some shit popping off, and we gotta fucking, we need you, we need you well, for you, one you more. Did, you did skip over. Did I skip over the whole fucking bioterrorism chemical weapon scene? Yeah, there's okay. a uh, Russian sounding English scientist yeah. who gets kidnapped, and now the CIA Dr. is looking for Obrushev. him, and MI6 yes. is looking for him for for different reasons. But I really like the cinematography of that, like the mirrors and the way it kind of folded down, and those like shape charges they used to break in. I thought yeah. those were fucking really cool i liked this intro a lot but yeah. yeah they have some like high level fucking like crazy like uh shit called heracles and we'll get into that but yeah i did gloss over that whole part but and the the i i always forget it too i've seen this this is my third watch now but that scene was pretty cool and they that that fucking thing that they send down the elevator shaft that weird like bomb thing that yeah. shoots off all those magnetic sensors and they jump down i thought that yeah. was pretty fucking rad it was, um, yeah. and, and it was just I, like a throwaway thing. Like, I mean, just, kinda, it, you blink and you miss it. I don't think it's too far fetched either. Like technologically, same with the sort of DNA technology we get into later. I don't think that yeah. stuff is too far off. No, especially the way you see the fucking AI and chat GPT and all this shit is going. It yeah. seems like it's, it's getting like, think about how like computers and phones and everything's like exponential. Like it, it just like, I shudder to think in like, not to be too Terminator two and Skynet about shit, but it's like, fuck man, what's, what's that shit going to look like in 10 years? You know, who knows? Yeah, um, right. But then that, that like leeches over into other things too. Like, you know, like chemical weapons, bioweapons, and like, they're not going to stop funding and stop researching that shit. So at some point, yeah, that's going to, that could, it, it's totally realistic to think that that could leach in and that could be like a reality in 20 years or less. Hopefully not. Um, yes, I did gloss over that scene, which is pretty important to all this, but so back I, in I like Jamaica. that too. So now we're back in Jamaica. Lighter's trying to get fucking uh, Bond back in the band. And he's like, nah, I'm good. Um he goes back home and wouldn't you know it, his car won't start. He gets picked up by this gal, uh, Nomi, need a ride. Uh, third time we've seen her. So he gets a ride from her and it turns out she's the new 007, um, which I didn't see this coming at all. Like, I, yeah. I guess people that had been following the movie and it, it, they had kind of been teasing stuff out that and rumors were that bon there was going to be a new 007 in this movie i kind of caught that right before i watched this and i was like oh fuck they're going to go in a really weird direction and when they they you start this movie out i thought oh shit there is a new 007 this is her you know like what's how are they going to attack this uh like the plot like where is this going to go so i liked all the the change to it definitely shook it up and um I like this this actress. I can't remember. I think her name's Lashana Lynch. She was in. Uh, she's been in a couple things that were dope. Uh, she was in Ms. Captain Marvel. She was uh, Rambo. Yeah. Um, she was in something else that was dope that I liked her in a lot too. Can't remember now. Um, so they're talking, and uh, it, it turns out that you know 
Bond's like, you know, she's like, you're gagging for some action. You know, she's like, you want to get back in. And she's like, well, be careful. I'm the new 007. So don't fuck with me or I'll shoot your knee that works, you know, and kind of setting up like Bond's like chewing on it. And he's like, all right, fuck it. I'm back. And he calls up Felix and he's like, all right, I'll see you in Cuba. Cause they got a lead on like where this Obrachev guy who, uh, He's like the 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 brains behind this biochemical fucking weapon, um, and that he's he's in Cuba. So right. Bond's like, All I right, took I'm that in. as she pushed him into it. Like he was really kind of on the fence about it. You know what I mean? And it she wasn't his ego he for got sure. In his shit and was like, "Look, old man, this is the yeah. way it is." And he's like, "All right, you, Felix, yep." Well, Dude, then, he, like, then he calls. Because, yeah, at that point I was thinking, well, why did he join the CIA instead of MI6? Because when he called M, he could tell that they were, like, covering some shit up and it was dirty. Yeah, and they he knew was more. frazzled. I was, like, I was like, all right, well, fuck you guys. I'm not, if I'm coming back, it's not going to be to help you. I'm going to help right. my, my boys over in Langley. I think, he to- I think he took a little bit of umbrage, too, when she's like, hey, don't fucking get involved or don't fuck around or I'll shoot your other knee or like, you know, that was really cute. Well, (laughs) whatever. But, uh, I I think he took that as like a knock towards to his ego. Cause he's like, he's like, I don't tell your boss. I don't work for him anymore. It's like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. You know, I'm commander bond motherfucker. Um, I did like one line we glossed over when, uh, Felix is when they're back in the bar and Felix is trying to get him to join. Help us get this into the right hands. Oh, what? You're the right hands. I'm not just a pretty face. <laughs> I really like that part. Um, I'm not just. And then he's like, you know, I told you I don't trust anybody anymore. And he's he's playing hard to get big time. And then he's like, all right, I'll see you in Cuba, which this opens up. And this is probably one of my favorite. Like, this is kind of like an interlude to the movie because it's so fucking long. But what do you think of Ana de Armas, who plays Paloma in this, Steve? I'm curious to to see what you. Um, I liked her. I thought she did a good job. She was a badass. I, I kind of thought Fuck she would yeah. play a, a more pivotal role later I on. I did too. I did but here, too. Here's my prediction. Uh, without without spoiling whichever everything, something people already know that 007 is now what's her what's her name i think right. this gal is going to be like the new felix for the cia and what uh knew me is the new bond so i, I can't imagine she's gone forever because i mean her character yeah. is pretty badass and honestly yeah, more well, that's be- a personality yeah <laughs> <laughs> and honestly i believed her more as a badass than i did know me Really? Yeah, I don't. I just wasn't buying it. Yeah, I wasn't too until this this third watch. Now, towards the end, I bought Nomi a little bit more because she kind of flexes nuts at the end a little bit more. But yeah, up until you got into a fist fight with her a hundred times, do you think you would win ninety nine times or a hundred? Way less. She'd probably body me. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's cute. I'd probably go go 50, 50, but yeah, she's awesome. But I like their whole like interplay. Like it's kind of like, she's like really green. She's like new, 
but she's right. also got some street smarts to her and she's just like rolling with the punches and she's just like in flow state with with bond like yeah. i i really liked it a lot and i i Crazy. feel like a piece of trivia is so right before this started filming um uh daniel craig was in knives out with yeah. Ana de Armas and I guess he liked her so much they got along famously that and they were looking to try and fill last minute this Paloma role and he went to the directors producers whatever he's like you need to get Ana de Armas she's fucking rad and they're like okay and so he really liked her a lot and I feel like that knowing that this time you can really see like he's got little glances at her and like their whole interplay is is really cool and like even at the end you can see him he's just like fucking chuffed to the gills he's like you were excellent you know he's like well i'll see you next time you know like he was yeah. he was stoked with with working with her but yeah she fucking kills it man and even that line where she's like oh i'm only three weeks training in i guess she had only done three weeks of like fight choreography and she was worried about her performance and the director fukunaga was like no you're fucking killing this shit and she kept saying that she's like say that line in the movie so that's why like at the end she's like he's like three weeks huh and she's like yeah give or take you know so i thought that was kind of neat that they they put that in the movie but yeah all her fight scenes and like her rocking the fucking like assault rifle and the handgun and just doing all that crazy shit in fucking like stiletto heels was super rad and like the fun scene like when um there's like a, a lull in the action and then they roll up to the bar and he fucking pours two drinks real fast and, and she's yeah, like yeah. vamos he's like let's go and then it's like boom boom like the yeah. music in this whole cuban scene like the action i fucking love this was probably one of my favorite scenes yeah john what do you say that's she was great uh she's become yeah. a fan favorite so yeah i i guarantee they'd be stupid not to like sprinkle her in or try to get her in some capacity in future bonds for sure yeah i mean with she felix dead and bond team. dead these gals have got to be the the next generation of girl bo- power boss bitch <laughs> <laughs> yas queen yeah yeah it's gonna be the new uh, <laughs> the new uh no time to die it'll just be james bond yas queen yes queen. yeah i think they kind of teased it though like when she like gave up she's like no you can be double you can be called 007 i think that was yeah. her kind of like pushing back in the studio and the filmmakers being like okay yeah she like had her run but she rel- she realizes she's not like this level of 007 dope because i know they're actively <laughs> shopping for a, a new male lead uh for the 007 so maybe they'll bring her up back as like a 004 or something but um yeah i definitely i mean on a down that would feel weird to the story i don't understand i that that would be weird yeah i don't know what they're gonna do if they're gonna do like a crazy like full-on reboot or if they're gonna try to try and explain like the name carrying to a new person because they do say at the end of this film james bond will return so um which we'll find out is it's not going to be Daniel Craig, but we knew that going into this because this is his last film. Um, and we all knew that, uh, especially with his fucking, I'd rather break glass and like fucking slip my wrist or whatever. I saw, I, I read something about that in the trivia too. And he tried to walk it back. I'm sure after the studio was like, Hey, what are you doing? Yo, We're going <laughs> to give you a fucking yeah. bag, dude. Like yeah. well, stop. 
I imagine it was like crazy. a negotiating technique. Like, now nah, I don't want to come back under any circumstance. And they're That's like, true too. here's a hundred million dollars. Like, okay. Yeah. It doesn't sound so bad now. I mean, it, I, I did see kind of a laundry list of like the shit, like he had to have reconstructive surgery on like his shoulder. He fucked up his knee. That's why like yeah. when she's like, I'll shoot your good knee. That's actually from real life too. Cause when he's got a bad knee from filming all these fucking things, um, he had to, he broke his ankle making this just like he tripped over a fucking coffee table or some shit. Um, but I mean, he did have a lot of wear and tear to himself uh, yeah. through his 15 year uh, tenure doing this thing. But at any rate, uh, so yeah, we finally we get out of Cuba, and then that cues are uh, we get onto this like rickety ass boat in the sea. Well, the, uh, you're glossing over the the gassing scene, which is meant to kill Bond, but instead it true. kills that is every member of Spectre. Right, because yeah. our friend Boris or whatever the fuck his name is, Obrichov, you find out is actually working for not Spectre, some other right. ultra secret fucking mad villain, crazy guy that has a vendetta. So it's like the enemy of my enemy is my fucking right. friend, kind of thing. Yeah. So he 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 swaps like this gas, like whatever the trigger to it or whatever. And so it just so happens. Oh yeah. Every single agent and representative of specters at this fucking free swinging ass Cuban fucking deluxe party. Um, so they well, all get taken out. Kidnapped, right. Like What's we that? find that out when they, we find that out when he gets kidnapped because he's like sitting there right when they're all about to, to get him, he gets the phone call like, Hey, you, Hey, they're on their way. Uh, it's fucking go time. And he's like, Oh shit. All right. And he gets the thumb, he gets the thumb drive and then he gets all the information onto the thumb drive. Right. And so it was like, almost like the, um, at least this is the way I understood it. So Spectre is showing up to take him, to break him out, to get him to go do their bidding. Right. Well, dude knows that that's happening. And so he hits him like, Hey, get ready. Cause Spectre is coming. This is what we've been talking about. This is what we've been working towards. They're coming to get you. So now you and I I thought he develops that key right there with the when he that's the whole thumb drive thing when they get him and he swallows it and then they take him. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Because that's, because yeah. that's that Cyclops dude with the fucking robot right. eye or whatever. He's with working Spectre. for Spectre. Right. And right. it is kind of hard to suss that out because there's a lot of shit going on. But he's out of the loop right. until everyone inspector gets wiped out except for him. Why didn't he get wiped out? Because he was part of specter. That's kind of a plot thing you have to deal with. But the Cyclops dude is like, he, he, he turns coat and fucking joins Safin later on, right. but he was part, he thought he was doing the bidding of specter and he was trying to take out James Bond. Whereas yeah. this other guy, Obrichev, who is the fucking chemical fucking nerd. Uh, what is it from the rock? Uh, chemical weapons super freak actually um stanley goodspeed uh he takes matters into his own hands or he's he's working for safin and he's like no we're wiping out specter in one fell swoop um yeah that is an important point we glossed over but uh so uh specter is done for and james bond's like okay uh this is my new target like that i got a key on this obrachev guy like this is my focus now. So he takes him to Felix on this boat and it turns out fucking Logan Ash is 
actually working for Safin and not the CIA. He puts one into fucking Felix's belly. There's a tussle with Bond. And then that's when we get, uh, he get, they get locked down in like the cargo hold and, uh, Ash, uh, absconds with all the chemical shit. And Obrachev gets on the plane, leaves Felix and Bond for dead. Like puts like a fucking shape charge or some crazy shit on the boat. They start sinking. Felix is dying. I, I loved this point of levity that they slipped in. Um, that I wasn't expecting. And especially this watch, this rewatch, I really, it was, it, it, it it's five seconds of dialogue, but it ties together. I, I like bond and Felix's relationship. Like it's like back when I was a kid. When I trip over. You're from Milwaukee. <laughs> that part fucking killed me this time. That reminds me of when I was a kid. He's like, you're from Milwaukee. Motherfucker. He's like, well, and oh, he- I thought I made that up. Yeah. Yeah. His, his re- <laughs> His reply was the funniest part about yeah. that. Like, oh, shit, I thought I made that up. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. And the other part, too, before the boat starts sinking, he's like, got a fuck. He's like bleeding out from his stomach. And then Bond's like, all right, you wait here. He's like, I'm going to find us a way out. And Felix is like, all right, I'll be over here. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> uh, but yeah, like this stuff. And then fucking. Felix eats it, you know, he's like, make it worth it, man. Like the fucking ship's going down. Bond's got to let him go. And he fucking dies in his arms. Like I, I, I feel like they were able to pack a lot into like a, a small amount of time. Like that. I really bought that. Like he was bummed, really bummed. And like, you know, shit that you didn't see in movies between like they, they had piled around and, and there was an actual bond there, you know? Um, right. right. So yeah, that one hit me. I was like, "Fuck!" I wish he would have, because he's such a dope actor, and I like the character too. I wish he would have stuck around more. But um, it was it was kind of a it, it was a good cu- gut punch too. At the same time, to fucking right. fuel fuel Bond's fire. Um, so after this, there's a lot of kind of like meandering and like Bond's yeah. trying to fucking. He's like, all right, I need to, I need to see Blofeld, like, because he he fucking orchestrated some shit. He tried to take me out, but there's this other threat this in the ether that's floating around that that both Bond and Blofeld don't know who the fuck it is, because Blofeld got <clears throat> tripped up in this situation because he was trying to. He thought he was had Bond dead to rights, you know. So right. there's there's someone above that that's fucking with them, um, and then this brings madeline back into the fold because she's the only site i this is a problem i had this time too it's just like really she's the only one that blowfield will talk to she's and she's somehow been like on mi6's payroll is like their all-star fucking psychiatrist like psychologist or whatever so that conveniently brings back her and bond into a fucking weird awkward situation they have to interrogate blowfield I'm probably glossing over a thing, a couple of points here, but for time, um, Safin actually fucking meets back up with Madeline too earlier. And yeah, right. that was a pretty like, good. Hey, that was a good scene. That was pretty yeah. fucking creepy. Um, because she was a kid when she saw him, and she only saw his right. mask. And when she blew him away, she, he saw like three quarters of mask. So, this guy Safin comes in, played by Rami Malek, who's a real fucking. He seems like he's like this in real life. Like he seems like a fucking like a David Byrne like devil kind of guy. Yeah. yeah, like he's in a cold or something in real life, all like Jared Leto or something. But um, yeah, he he comes back and it's like 
they beat around the bush for a little while and it's like, yeah, it's me. The fucking guy who yeah. killed your family and or your mom. And, but I saved you. And right. what, what was your guys take on this? Did you, did you feel like he was after her because he wanted to be like some kind of like father figure to her or was he trying to fuck and like bring her on as like a concubine? This is kind of leeching into like later on too, when he, when he, he's, he's got his eyes on her. Like he's trying to get, or was he just trying to fuck over bond for some reason? Like what was your guy's opinion about his designs on her for taking her? Yeah. And for like reinserting himself into like knowing who she is and like, like he, he, abducts her and her child later on. Like he's got a plan. Like he's been thinking about this. Did you, did you look at it? Like I'm trying to like, like I, I have a connection. Like I'm trying to like be with her or I'm trying to like, what, what was your opinion on what his, what he was trying to do with her? I thought he was just trying to get to Blofeld. And that's it. And I mean, obviously the other, the other stuff happens, but I feel like initially it was like, he was trying to get to Blofeld and then that, uh, bond interrupts something, right? Uh, maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but then, and then he, he gets his eyes set on bond for uh, a different reason. And he knows that the key to, to him is her. And so that's why I don't know. That's a good I, I, I saw that. it the other way around. Like Bond is incidental in all this because he has that connection to Madeline from the beginning, the opening of the movie. Like he, he right. killed her mom. And then yeah. he even talks about too later on, I think something about like, you know, saving a life is just as like impactful or affecting as taking a life kind of thing. And I think something about him, like seeing her under the water and then him saving the her. Eyes. Something yeah. did that. But he said I something about her eyes, like seeing her eyes under the water. He's like looking at this at this child in the water. Oh, right, that's so, right. He talks about that, and then he talks about saving her. So he felt that attachment to her, right? right. Because he was like, after that, then it was uh, he had always seen her from afar because he, and that's when he he says the line: "Saving a life is more impactful than taking a life." So yeah, I, I guess yeah, he just feels uh, connected to her. I've never thought about this before. That's crazy. I don't think it was just like a fuck thing. I think it was like a yeah a deeper connection. Okay. Well, so this was so you, this is one of my biggest points of confusion about the movie. Where so he saves her mm-hmm. under the water, and then what? Because she ends up back with her dad, Mister White, who this guy mm-hmm. purportedly want came there to kill, but he didn't right. kill him. So right. Why did he let yeah. her go back to his her dad? Not yeah, kill and him. he just fuck he fucks off for twenty years. So I I will say uh, this villain is probably my least favorite. He's the weakest. Um, I feel like I I do like the uh, the method of his evil, like with the DNA stuff. Yeah. I think I like that maybe the most of all the movies. But, yeah, he's very yeah. fucking nefarious. Like he's got like like his plans, his ultimate plan is pretty fucked up. But his yeah. character is pretty annoying and I, I don't know if it's maybe just his acting that I found to be not believable, but sure. You find out later he when he's talking to Bond, he's like, 
we we both love her. So yeah, he's saying that. Uh, like, uh, yes, that's true. That's a good so, point. But that's confusing so, yeah, he because like, trying to... he fell in love with her when she was like six, seven years old, and yeah, she's very young. And yeah, that that raises a lot of questions about that. But maybe it started off like he felt a connection, like uh, like a familial or like I saved you, like sure. hero kind of complex or something. And then later, as she that's as awesome. she got older yeah it turned to a different kind of affection but yeah i i couldn't tell at the end i i felt it felt like he wanted to have some kind of fucked up like manson family kind of live on my fucked up poison island and we'll grow plants and um you know i'll make because well, he didn't want the kid right subject yeah it seemed like he at some point he probably would have like blinded her or fucking like give well her he said that plant. he said that james could leave the kid could leave but she had to stay right. Yeah, right. so it's something about her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he was just fixated on her. Okay. Yeah, I was curious to uh, see if, if it was more like like he wanted to just protect her and like saw her as like a sister or like a like a familial, or if it was more like it had morphed into, no, I want to make you mine, like make you my concubine or like just be with me and rule this my my evil uh plan and live that out kind of thing but yeah um anyway um i had this note on the villain too because i was curious about how, how you guys felt about it because to me it's it was funny to hear you both say he was the weakest villain i had it written down it was like i liked him better than a lot of the other villains and it to me he seemed uh he was very similar to the quantum of solace villain right where it was just yeah. like like just this kind of like soft small like i don't know i, I and i hated that about him in quantum yeah. of solace right but yeah. this guy for whatever reason and i think you kind of hit on it like answered my own question in in the sense of you talking about like the grand scheme and, and 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 how nefarious and wild his shit is and you know maybe that's why i because he to me he's a way better villain than that guy but they're yeah, they're, they're agree feel with like that. very similar characters you know what i mean yeah, I mean, compared to to Quantum of Solace, is that what you're saying? Right, right. Like that, the the the, the main villain from Quantum of Solace and yeah. him, they they seem like very very similar villains. But yes. he just he was just way better though. To me, uh, uh, Safin was was way better than Mister Green. Okay, so I would agree with you, mostly because Quantum of Solace, like you guys have mentioned, was so forgettable. I I yeah. almost don't even remember it. Um, right. Sure. And so even though this villain is not as good in, in my mind, the, the story is good enough to where it sort of elevates him above, above quantum assault, which was very, very forgettable. I mean, it's tough yeah. because you're going up against, even, even though the guy in Casino Royale was sort of really underdeveloped, I still really like him as a villain. Yeah, and, yeah, then, it, and then you've got Javier Bardem. And Christoph Waltz, God who, tier. yeah, and I was I was hoping for a little more out of Christoph Waltz in this one because when they when they brought him back, I was like, okay, he's gonna he's yeah. gonna he's gonna fulfill the prophecy of what I was hoping for in the last one, which I thought was felt a little <clears throat> short. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. it it didn't end up happening, but it's I do like it's that tough scene, company. Though. I yeah, I really yeah. like that scene too. 
Yeah. yeah, it is hard for the Saffin guy, especially stacked against Bardem, who to me he's he's top guy for sure. But Bar- yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, I would agree it's a toss up between Christoph Waltz and this guy Rami Malik. But and even though he is better than the Quantum Solace guy, just something about his his um Demeanor. his role as this villain, who like his character, I I feel like it's 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 got a lot, it's very generic, you know, like yeah. it's, yeah. it's kind of a plug and play kind of situation. He doesn't add a lot of himself to it. He's very kind of like way back and like quiet and talks like this and yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But, um, Blofeld though, I, I agree. I, it kind of fizzled out. It was just like strike two, you know, like yeah. he didn't, he didn't match up what I was hoping for inspector in this one either, but I did like points when he's talking to James and he's telling him like, yeah, I fucking, I wanted to give you an empty world. And like, and even at the end when he's all cuckoo, you know, like, and he's like, he's fucking with him. Like the way he, the way he manipulated him and he fucked him over, like losing five years of his only child that he'll never get to fucking see. And like the love of his life and all this, it's like, that's pretty hardcore, man. Gut punch. Like, yeah, I fucking did that to you. Well, I think it was a Um, lack of, like both ways too. I think it was a lack of story more than a lack of acting. For oh yeah, I mean we we're all big fans of him, his, and yeah, I I, I liked him fine, but I I would agree that like he he did he did what he could with the role, you know, like how with what he's given, how much more could he? It's like he can't reverse engineer what he's being fed and told what to say and like the plot line of like his manipulation of Bond. So, I mean, he's got a lot of credit with me from Inglorious Bastards and uh, Django. Django. Like it would it would take like 10 more movies where I'm like, yeah, maybe it is this guy. But um, I I did like some points of that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That was totally missed opportunity, but I'm sure he got cheesed up for this too. But unrealized um, idea. Unrealized. <laughs> unrealized. Dude, quick tangent. You sent me a fucking um, <laughs> Yes. Dude, you sent me a Larry uh, Larry the, King the interview Bill Hips of, Paxton, of Bill Paxton segment. Yep. Steve sent me a text of a link to a YouTube clip. It was like a two minute, <laughs> three minute clip of Bill Bill Hips Paxton on Larry King live talking. And they're re- he's talking about his time when he was on Titanic. He has a real bit role in Titanic, but um, I think he's pals with James Cameron because he was in aliens and uh, right. he, he's probably just, he seems like they're buds, but he put him in this role uh, in Titanic. And he's, he's talking about a time when somebody, like uh, they were filming in like Nova Scotia or some shit. And um, someone, he said that we never found out who it was, but someone spiked the clam chowder at the like, craft service table was feeding the cast and crew and everything. Someone spiked the fucking clam chowder with PCP. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, a hundred to 300 people, you know, like thinking about like, camera operators to gaffers to electricians to actors to everyone and because he's like yeah we fuck we had some we had this clam chowder and then we noticed you know there's all this ambulance and everyone's coming down and like shit's popping off and uh someone went to him he's like are you feeling okay did you have any of the clam chowder he's like yeah i had a couple bowls you know and and uh and he's like uh, he finds out 
the the clam chowder was spiked with PCP, and he's he talks about like different people are reacting different ways, you know, like out on the set, you know, and hand like some people are going batshit crazy, some people are rolling with it, some people are high and just fucking like whatever, and then he's like. Yeah, now that you mention it kind of thing, I'm starting to feel. And so at this point I was like, our boy Paxton, he's been around the way, you know, like he yeah. he's partied before, you know, and he says, so it's like me and Jim Cameron, I mentioned to Jim, he's like, I'm going to go get a case of beer and fucking, you know, rub some dirt on it and walk this thing off and go back to my hotel. And he's like, and that's what I did. And we went our separate ways. And then he's like, and I was fine, you know, kind of thing. It's like, dude, he just, he wore being poisoned by PCP by getting a case of beer and like walking through town and going back to his hotel. And he's like, I'm fine. And there's like ambulance and paramedics, like dealing with these people that have been dosed. Like I was like, dude, he is the extreme. Like that's so fucking rad. Like people chewing their fucking foot off in the emergency room. And he's like, I'm just going to head out. He's just polishing off a fucking 12 or a Coors Light. And he's like, all right, I'll see you in the morning. Kind of thing. It was, it was, it was like so understatedly like badass move. Like, all right. Yeah, I've been a, I've been around the block a few times. Anyway, yeah. huge tangent, but we filled our, our Bill Paxton Worth quota. It. I'm glad that yeah, came up. I'll I'll have to I will link that in the show notes. I shared it with a couple people after you sent that my way. Dude, that was that was a fun uh <laughs> respite during the week. I was like, this is he is the man. Uh anyway, so I think we just followed up from Safin, what are his fucking what's he got going on? Yeah, so now um, Blo- yeah. Blo- Blofeld is dead, and Blo- uh, Swan Swan tells yeah. Bond that she's going home, so he he tracks her back to Norway, they're in like Norway or some shit. Which goddamn, that looks like beautiful country. Oh fuck, man, crazy! At, and at this, this point, is her childhood they- home, right? Yeah, because yeah. you see, I, I the spiral staircase and everything. Because at the, the beginning, it's like fucking like frozen tundra, and now it's like spring, summer there, and it's like idyllic and looks great. Yeah, yeah, super awesome. Um, I, I, one of the things that I think is lacking in a lot of other Bond films, again that I've seen, I haven't seen many pre Pierce Brosnan, but this one, if, I feel like it it really goes for like a dramatic, like kind of romantic, like it it tries to hit you in the feels kind of more than any other bond. And when he's like talking to Madeline, he breaks down and he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, I fucked up. Like I should have trusted you kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I could go in a rabbit hole, but I'm not, I I don't want to, but yeah, I, I, like emotionally, like you feel he, like he's about to cry and shit. And like, he's talking to her and he's like, you know, I, I, I fucked the dog, you know, like I should have trusted you. Like I I've always loved you. I've always had you in the back of my mind, blah, blah, blah. They get back together and they're, they're holing up. And even like he wakes up in the morning and, and he doesn't know it yet, but it's his daughter, Mathilde, who's like five or six. And she's like, I'm hungry in French, whatever the fuck that is. Um, <laughs> and he's like, okay. And it, I thought it was kind of a sweet moment where he like wakes up and he fucking makes her breakfast. And he's like, yeah, he's like, what do you think? You know, he's like, it's a, it's a weird juxtaposition to see like in this quick moment, like James Bond playing dad 
for right. Something five you've never minutes. seen even close before in the entirety of the series. Like it yeah. was definitely yeah. Which is so weird because I, this this series of five is supposed to be the prequel, which is also very confusing to me. If he dies yeah. at the end of the, the prequel, but again, yeah, I thought it was yeah. also very. Uh, I don't want to say cheap, but you you could tell they were really pulling on the heartstrings. Oh yeah, oh, for sure, totally. Because he even says he he's like, is, is she mine? And I didn't. Yeah. I I wish they would have. She would have added some more weight to this. But she's like, she's not yours, James. I don't even think he like, asked. I thought she just she, said, no, he, yeah, he, or, yeah. I, I think she he has like a over and over. She's like, she's not yours. She's not. She says like, it. She eyes. says it two times, like in <laughs> sequence, yeah. because I think yeah. he has like a glance at her or something. Like yeah. he just, oh, yeah. he looks, and she's like reading his fucking mind, and is like, "Yeah, she's not yours. Yeah, she's not yours." And he's like, "Okay, ship shape." You know, like yeah, we were we were not together for five years. Looks to be about five. I was giving you pipe for sure. Who else? <laughs> you don't seem like the one night stand kind of girl, you know, very like guarded person. Like, um, so I, I wish there would have been more, like she would have like supplied some evidence or said, no, I fucked this dude in fucking Nicaragua or something. It's not yours. <laughs> um, but at, at any rate, like, um, they're, they're holding up and then she, he calls into like M like, Hey, uh, because he's like, hey, it's Logan Ash, this guy for the CIA. He's the turncoat. Get double, get Nomi 007 on her or on him. And um, Q, we haven't even talked about Q at this point. I, I liked Q yeah. a lot yeah. in this yep. in this film. He he was pretty fun in this. Uh, yeah, he was great. He's got those hairless fucking cats. James Bond's like, hey, you know, they make gross. these with fucking hair. So gross. <laughs> yeah. I love I love cats, but goddamn, that is an abomination. <laughs> yeah, hairless cats are kind of weird, man. They've definitely got like that Egyptian fucking like a oh, weird sure. weird sweet. vibe going on there. Yeah. Can't trust them. Um but yeah, I thought I thought that was fun kind of seeing a slice of life and like the the day of Q and like like when he's looking at it, the camera and he sees Bond like who he thinks is dead with money penny. He's like, Oh fuck. He's like, yeah, this, yeah. Was, this was never a nine to five. Was it, you know, like, and or the, what's the Mallory line when, or when he comes in and like, uh, dude, that shit had like, me. Oh, so yeah. Nice to see you. He's like, I already know. He says some shit it's to like, him. And cut then, the no, shit. I know you guys. Yeah. Are. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, it's yeah, so- <laughs> it's so it's like, dude, you're the worst liar in the history of liars. But dude, I he's did, so, so good. I love when like they're I think they're they're back to like, you know, they're in their old ways and like they're doing the debriefing and shit. And it's like, yeah, the fucking Heracles, the virus, it's nanobots and shit. And then Bond's like, how do I get rid of this shit? And then uh Q's like How do I get this off? Oh, you don't, you can't. No, no, bots aren't just for Christmas. <laughs> that one where he's like, he's kind of nervous and he's like, eh, no, no, bots aren't for Christmas. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I liked him a lot in this, in this one too. It kind of rounded out their relationship because if you look back yeah. at Skyfall, he looks like he's like fresh out of high school or like yep. fucking 
college or whatever, you know, he's super wet behind the ears. And, um, yeah, I like how he's just like, he's like back on the team, you know, with him and yeah. money penny. They're like, all right, you got to get me to Blofeld. Um, and he's, and like, he's kind right. of become like the, the quirky cue from the rest of the series at this point too. You know what I mean? Because uh, we talked about it in the beginning. It was, you know, he was kind of more serious and it was like, he got the gun in the fucking, uh, right. radio. Right. And he's like, yeah, kind of smooth operator, like just chill, not a whole lot. And then by, you know, and now he's cracking fucking jokes and he's like, he just, he kind of comes full circle, like to the character that, you know, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like him, him and Bond have been around the block a few times with one another, you know? So, um, so from here, so then we're in Norway and then like, uh, I think, uh, M phones uh, Bond after he's just cooked up fucking flapjacks and apple slices, and he's like, uh, "Any word on 007? How's she tracking uh, the at Logan Ash character?" And they send the coordinates, and they're like, "Yeah, sh- he's she's onto him." And then he looks, and yeah. he's like, "Oh fuck, it's Norway. It's like sh- he's coming for me. She's coming for him." Yeah, so yeah. okay, it's like, all right, get in the car five-year-old into the Range Rover and we're about to fucking do some high intensity fucking stunt driving and murdering, uh, which I love this whole scene was fucking super cool. Yeah. Even uh, like, even when they're driving on the highway and they say the two cars coming by, like the tension, they're like, Oh fuck, maybe they know it's not us or we have a little bit more time. And then just as they crest the hill, you see the two cars flip a bitch and come back. And you're like, oh fuck, okay, it's on. Yeah. I, yeah. what do you guys think of this this whole the 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 scene of of the, like the car chase before we get to like the fucking haunted forest? Yeah, and the chopper. I loved all this. Yeah, it was great. It was a nice change of pace from the. I know uh, Steve's big complaint with the last one was the fucking the last big car chase, right? Where it's the fucking the plane with no down. wings. <laughs> right yeah this one definitely oh, this, felt yeah. way more realistic yeah 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 i love the i love the forest part the car chase yeah that was fine didn't have any problems f- with it but then once they got into the forest yes that was one of my i favorite. knew you would like this because i knew you're like an expendables like equalizer fan like the way oh, he yeah. like bonds just like all right i'm kicking it into like badass gear and he fucking yeah. like he's taking out cars left and right. And then they get into the forest and he's got to turn into like the gorilla warfare, like Braveheart style, like fuck shit up. And when he, he gets that one car to flip, what's he do? He, he notices like the machine gun that he takes from the dude. He just kills has like one of those fucking M two Oh three grenade launchers. And he fucking just grenade blasts a car. And then he takes that winch and he does that guillotine and he fucking, he just does like a, yeah, <laughs> and gets that motorcycle to come over, dude. That part was so dope. I loved that part. Yeah, would you call that a trope where you drop the uh, where he takes it? It's like you got somebody. And you go, hey, stay here, stay safe. I gotta yeah. go take care of business. And then yeah, they I'll be right back. And, yeah, and they gear up and they just ball the fuck out, and it's all for nothing. <laughs> yeah, 
Ultimately, yeah, it is. But I did, I did like, I feel like they lingered on it just long enough to feel like you got a little bit of justice, a little bit of revenge factor for Felix. Like they, right, they, that, they tied yeah. that back because, yeah. and even in that scene too, like right after he takes that dude out on the motorcycle with the fucking, uh, with the winch guillotine was fucking sick. And then, yep. uh, Ash is there in the fucking, the other, the last Range Rover and he starts firing him. I love how he fucking, he just wears like a couple bullets, like whiz by yeah. him and he walks like, he's not like in fight or flight mode. Like he just fucking like, all right, I'm going to walk over here. And then he, yeah. he like, like his situational awareness. He's like, Oh, okay. They're going to try to run me over. There's this log. He's going to flip and he fucking walks over. They flip out. And then I really like this part, how they kind of linger on Ash for a little bit. Like he, he flies out of the car and the car's being held by this fucking lone tree branch, you know, or whatever. And he's talking to him. He's like, you'll never get out alive or whatever. And all this. And yeah. he's like, just, just help me brother. And he's like, I had a brother named Felix slider. And he fucking pushes the car down. He's all, ah, yeah. dude, <laughs> I loved that. Cause it, to me, it tied back. He's like, okay, I'm getting, you're getting your comeuppance for, for fucking over Felix and you're going to get smushed yep. by this car right now. I like that a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. But it is very tropey. Like, and then he's like, Oh shit. Yeah. Madeline and the kid. And he fucking runs right, back. Right. Of course she's gone. She's in the chopper. Safin's got her. And he's like, fuck. Yeah. So then this, this sets the stage for the third act, I guess the, the last part uh, of the film, the big bang. Um, we get, some exposition from Q and, and friends at MI6 that Safin's mega villain crazy base is somewhere in between contested waters in between uh, Russia and Japan. We got some info from Japanese intelligence that he's holed up in a, an old world war two chemical plant. So this sets the stage for our last, our, our final battle at the Alamo. Um, yeah, I love this. This last act to me this yeah. is a, brings it all. This is like your big payoff. This is your five movie fucking big payoff. Right here. I liked because up until this point, we haven't touched on it, but the new 007 Nomi and Bond up until this point, I think they've been pretty kind of tit for tat, like back and forth. Like they respect yeah. one another at a certain level, but there's the ego is like they're playing ping pong with each other. Yeah. Like, like a couple lines where, you know, it's like, Oh, we'll see 007 now. And, and yeah, she's like, yeah. Oh, I meant bond or, you know, like there's some ego swinging, some dick swinging going about the 007 ma- mantle. Um, but right at this point, when we get to the final act and, and Nomi understands what's at stake and like bonds got going with Madeline and like, it seems like it's understood that's actually his kid and everything. She's like, I'm going with you, you know, and they fucking get in this glider and like yeah. uh, that whole scene where she, wh- wh- what's he say? He's like, gravity's your friend or something. It's like, take it easy. And then bond gets in the thing with her. And she's like, have you ever flown one of these? And she's like, Nope. And yeah. she's like, <laughs> boom. And they fucking drop out. I thought that was super cool. Dude, yeah, that's the the fairly strong, fairly strong. He's like, he's like, oh, use this near any transmitters or receivers. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, uh, how strong is it? And he's like, 
fairly strong. <laughs> fairly strong. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, man, it's so good. It's yeah. just that it, their interaction, their bickering, like it's it's just it's dog. it's so cool. Hell yeah. So yeah, Q's like man in the he's he's the guy in the chair on this plane that's encircling the island and uh Nomi and, and James go down on this crazy like fucking glider slash turns into a fucking submarine thing and they uh insert themselves like on the in the back end of the island and they go in and they finally find Obrachev and he does his his uh expedition exposition dump of like this is the master plan, you know, like we're going to use Heracles to fucking take out like millions of fucking people indiscriminately, which, and then we get like the intro to like, we get like the actual full on, this is what Safin's trying to do. You know, he, he makes that play with James. Like, yeah, you know, you can take the girl, you can take your daughter, the little girl, and I keep Madeline and that's the fucking deal. And you let me do whatever the fuck I want. And James like, you know, I can't do that. Nope. Fuck this. And like shit pops off. And, but I thought this is where the, it felt a little disingenuous because so Safin, he has every right. Like his whole family was killed by Spectre and by this guy, Mr. White. He's taken out Mr. White's part of their family. He's got some weird kind of like redemption thing going on with saving his daughter. And then he kills all of Spectre, who was behind his whole family getting murdered. And then he just reverts to like a fucking generic carbon copy, like God complex fucking villain, you know, like how he, he's like, I'm the, I'm the invisible God. Some people need to be told what they need to do. And like, and they want to yeah. be, they want to be ordered around and everyone's, everyone secretly wants oblivion and there's few people in the world that, that can give it to them. And I'm one of them. And he's like, I'm their invisible God. And like, it, it, it really didn't land for me. Like I I felt like it took away everything from him, like that he had going for him. Um, I mean, he just, he just turned into like a cookie cutter, like mega, megalomaniacal villain at this point that I really didn't like at all. And he's soft too, to begin with, maybe if he had more charisma or if he brought something, if there was something more in the writing or the acting, uh, that he could have brought to the table, he would have been a better villain. Uh, and, and the stakes would have felt a little bit greater, but I, I feel like the stakes in this point with James are, just trying to get Madeline and Matilde back and somehow escaping all this madness on this fucked up Island. Well, and he also lets and the, the villain was like secondary and he also lets the kid go. Pretty, yeah. That pretty part easy. was fucking weird. Like he bites his fucking hand. She bites his hand. And he's like, yeah, well fuck off. You know, I didn't want to fucking raise I can't, you anyway. I can't you, protect you. Like, well, that was your biggest bargaining chip was that fucking kid. So, right. And you just let her go. And then, and then, yeah. And then he, he, again, back to like the generic r- villain. He's like, all right, let's go. Our first buyers are here. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> so you're just trying to make a, a boatload of fucking money and kill a bunch of people. It's like, it goes against your whole like God complex. Well, I guess, fuck, you're trying to get paid too while you're doing it. Kill two birds with one stone. But I don't know. It just, it just felt. At this point, it felt very generic to me. Well, yeah. Um, what if you What if you give that technology over to 
your potential enemy. Yeah, and then you die, and then... Uh, what exact? Can you guys tell? I never figured it out. So, like, what the fuck exactly is it? So it they can imprint. They have, you know, all these files, these DNA uh, profiles of people that can be taken out, and they can pinpoint. So not only whoever it touches, this Heracles virus or whatever the fuck, but also the closest descendants. DNA wise, like, I, but I couldn't tell. Is that immediate family? Like, how how far do these nanobots fucking? How far is their reach? Because at yeah. this, at a certain point, if you're releasing it to like as many people as he was wanting to, it's like, wouldn't that ultimately just take out everyone like, on the fucking yes. planet? Because everyone's yeah. Yeah. connected yeah. at a certain point that you get to, you know. So. Yeah. That was my biggest issue with the movie is I feel like that never was really fully flood, like explained. Like it's just like it's it's nanobots and it's it attaches to people. And when it does, if if you if, I, I don't even know exactly what it, it like. So how is it? How are carriers the ones that trigger like just be, like if you drink a plant now, you are a carrier to no, kill so- people with nanobots so like, however they weaponized it like you it like with madeline she had it weaponized in that little spritzer thing that looked like a uh like a lipstick thing or right, whatever right, the fuck right. it's so it's aerosolized or it's airborne or whatever so if it's been programmed by that obrachev guy right to target like okay and he's like built it into the virus like i want it to target this person or this he even talks about later he's like i can target you know that's that's what gets nomi like her badass cred also by the way we don't see it through the whole film but there's a point after nomi kicks Oberchev into the fucking acid bath because he's like you know if i wanted to i could take out your whole subset of west african fucking race if i wanted to and she's like fuck you and like boots him into the acid <laughs> i really like that he, yeah, she's yeah. like fuck it this guy's expendable yeah. now but dude you know what time it is dog there's a that point where you see her fucking dumper dude she's got <laughs> a back on her and when she's I'll on that like catwalk up there i noticed that this time she like does this bend down i was like oh god damn um <laughs> um but yeah so i think you can like you can engineer a specific like batch to point at this person or ethnic he even goes so far as in like a whole ethnicity and then whoever is related like dna wise to that thing if they get a whiff of it or if you get close to them or if contact touch whatever then it yeah it'll get them too so that yeah yeah, that's the way I understood. Like they they could they could basically like weaponize and target who they wanted to. Yeah, the the, the idea basically is if you have a person or people's DNA, you can you can construct a pathogen to specifically attack that person or that group of people. That's how they got like all the Spectre people, uh, right, and right. that's how they got. James with his right. wife and daughter later. Yeah. But they have to come in contact with a certain person though, right? Essentially yes. what it is. Yeah. 
So yep. it's like there's some kind of activator, some kind of activation or something. Right. Like when when James grabs right. Blofeld, he grabs yeah. him physically. But it also right. seems to like if you're just in like the general area, like real close to him, maybe it doesn't even require touch. But at any rate, yeah, that's what Safin, he yeah. I think they, they foreshadowed at the beginning, like he wanted a custom made fucking locket or chess piece or keychain or something that had some shit in it that was keyed yeah. into bonds or, and or Madeline's DNA, which would tie to their kid. Right. And that's when we get the fucking, I may be glossing over a point or two here, but th- this whole at last action sequence I thought was really cool. Although, I mean, they really take it to 11 on the fact that it's like this one dude is just laying waste to dozens and dozens yeah. of like highly trained motherfuckers yeah. and he, yeah. he him and him and Nami just fucking mow them down like no just problem that that's one thing that i thought about from specter is like at the end when you know he gets out of that fucking crazy chair and i thought it was too easy like he was on like the easiest setting and he was able to get out of that that uh blowfeld's lair out in the desert or whatever I, yeah. I felt shades of that in, in this too that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like it, it, it felt literally like he was playing on like easy mode. Um, just the way he was able to fucking move in this entire complex so easily. But it is a Bond film. Kind of have to spend disbelief. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I did like some of the 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 points, like where the like the grenade grenade gets thrown on him and he's like oh fuck and he throws it back up and it blows up and then there's like five that rain down on him and he's like oh shit and he just wears it like a sweater like he just dives out of the way and the concussion does nothing to him they did filter in that that audio thing too yeah but i i feel like you can you can sense on him like from from him entering that island to the end when he gets to the the final showdown with Safin, like like he's got some he's got some problems even before yeah. Safin shoots him um yeah. like it it took a lot to get through those 35 fucking henchmen but um yeah i i that's another knock i would have is that it felt a little easy and maybe they could have reduced the numbers that were coming out of at him and inserted maybe a fight, a more hardcore fight scene with that Cyclops dude. Cause yeah. that was pretty quick the way he dispatches yeah. him, but, um, or even finding the, the child. I mean, they just fucking, yeah. It's like, Oh, here she is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's right here under this. <laughs> I table. hid oh, just like perfect. you told me to on this yeah. Yeah. Island that I've never been before. <laughs> this yeah. underground crazy fucking fortress. So, yep. um, so, I mean, getting right to the heart of the matter, we, we, we end up with, well, fuck, we glossed over a couple things, but there happens to be a fucking British Navy ship. And then there's international entry going on. Like we can't be here, this and that. And then Bond's yeah. like, you got to fucking rain down missiles on this motherfucker because he's got, he's sitting on a lot of shit. That's going to kill millions of people. I got to save the world, yada, yada. That, that kind of felt a little generic to me, but he's like, yeah, put missiles down on this location. And then it's like, oh, but the blast doors, you know? So that sets him up to like, okay, I got to fucking disable this thing so you can kill everything and everything will be good. And then we run into our last 
battle or our last meeting with Safin where Safin kill shoots bond and then fucking hits him with that fucking tiger claw swipe to the face with the shit that's going to affect, uh, with the Heracles that's been designed to attach to him and Madeline and, and his whoever's related to him DNA wise. Um, I I did like it kind of reminded me of like put the bunny in the box, the fucking con air shit when he's, he's got the bunny and he fucking yeah. Yeah. He brings that home. Um, but so bond just fucking, I, I did like how he fucking broke up. He snapped Safin's arm. That was pretty fucking brutal. Yeah. Yeah, he just right over his leg. He just yeah. It wasn't even a soft like I broke your arm kind of thing. It was like he snapped that fucker at like the forearm in between like the wrist and the elbow. Like that was yeah. that was pretty brutal. Um, yeah, I I really like that. And then they have some exposition about you know like fucking yeah you can't you're fucked you know and like yeah. you know I've I got you infected you know we're one and the same we're both. We're both destined to fucking lose everything, whatever. Yeah. And then I, I did like, you know, when Bond's walking because he's been shot, he's fucked up. Yeah, he's got he's this virus up, and the yeah. blood starts dripping and he's walking up and he knows and then he phones it in like, you know, like, okay, yeah, the 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 missiles have already been sent. You know, my yeah. last act is going to, I'm going to open these blast doors because Safin's dead. I'm the last one here and. And then he, he calls Q and he's like, put Madeline on. Uh, and then they, they have their whole thing. I'm not going to lie, dude, this time, the first time it got to me, I got, I got pretty choked up. And then this part, I know Steve's probably going to scoff at this too, but um, uh, this part too, like when, when he's out on the top and he fucking phones it in, he's talking to fucking Madeline and, and he's like, I love you, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to make it, you know, and, and when she hits him with the fucking, uh, she does have your uh, eyes. Yeah. She does have your eyes. Dude. The second, yeah. The second time. I know somewhere deep down in my heart, (laughs) I still love you. I was at the water park, man. Dude, I every time every time I watch it in the theater, I'll never forget being in the theater and I couldn't like I was trying to like I'm in my seat and it's getting more intense and it's like I'm 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 sitting there, right? And it's from the point where they first grab uh Madeline and the daughter and uh you know, uh she's got him and she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna put him in the boat. I'm gonna get him away." And he's like, "All right, cool. Word. Thanks." Well, they go and there's a shot where it's just like he's kind of standing in the dark, right? Mm-hmm. Like you kind of see he's about to go back in. And it's very clear, like the entire shot of her and the kid, it's just all, it's like a bright light. Mm-hmm. It's like them going under that tunnel, like them coming into the light. And he's in like this dark foray about to dip out. He's like, oh, I'll be right back. Don't worry about it. And at that point in the theater, like I knew what was, I, I knew something. was. I knew it was going to be them. And it made me kind of think it was going to be them. Like he was gonna move on, and we were supposed to think like you know they're they're safe, they're good to go. That's gonna be like the the uh, the catalyst to start off the whole the whole rest of the series. Like this is why he's just cold calculated and fucked forever, right? Because now he it's here and they're going down. Doesn't end up happening, right? But 
So he's as everything's going on, like you're talking about, like even hearing you describe it now when he's like he's like he gets on the phone call. And he's like, yo, Q, put him on Mallory's. Everyone's listening. Everyone who's ever been a part of his life is like around him. And I'm just like, like trying to look around the theater. Just like, <laughs> like are you seeing the shit? Uh, <laughs> and and like, it just starts coming, dude. And I'm just like, fucking just like, <laughs> dude. Uh, and he, when he, oh, dude. That final shot of him there, and then the the bomb, they just dude. And that when was they like, when they Whoa. when they fly up in the air and the missiles, and then they break apart into multiple fucking like, like fireworks, eighty yeah. fucking missiles per launch or whatever. And yeah, dude. and they and they start coming down. It's like boom, 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 dude. Yeah. He goes out with his fucking boots on. I loved. <laughs> Like right before, like the visual, you see him, like he's accepting his fate or whatever, you know, yeah, and he's like yeah. standing and it's got this long shot and he's just like looking up in the sky and he says it a second time. And he's like, Yeah, she does, you know, but with the yeah. eyes, you know, and everything. And it just, and you see him, and he's just like, doesn't even flinch, dude. And that fucking wow. just like, boom. I didn't know he was going to go out like that, man. I thought it was going to be like a gunshot and he goes out and he's yeah. like in someone's arms and it's like, yeah. yeah. And then he fades out. But dude, going out this way, I, I fucking thought it was so rad. I was like, whoa. Cause I didn't <laughs> see this in theater. I saw it at home. I was like on my couch. I fucking rewinded this fucker like three times and replayed yeah. that, that scene, that lead up. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That fucking, oh, it hit me. The, even this time, dude, I was sitting here, I was watching on my computer and like my jaw got like my fucking, my neck got tight and I got like <laughs> single tear fucking yeah. rolled down. I was like, God damn as a father. But um, <laughs> no, yeah, this, this one. Yeah. Such a good yeah. fucking send off for the, for, for the bond. I thought it was, it yeah, was rad okay. how he, he, he fucking just embraced it was like, bring it yeah and it felt like we went on that journey with them you know what i mean because it was like and it was all kind of coming to this conclusion and it like i all the the feelings that you kind of get like i'm sitting there like watching it in the theater and it's like dog i watched casino royale in the theater when i was in high school you know what i mean and here it's 2021 this is the last movie this is it like it's like you you just you've you've what you've come this far with him from becoming a double agent all the way yeah. to his final arc. And he's, he's fucking old too. Now it's like, when, yeah, dude, how right. old was he when he was, when he first did the first bond and now he's like 50 or something, you know? So yeah. I, I, I looked it up too. He, he's like the longest tenured. If you don't count Connery coming back for the, he did something like 20 years apart. And I guess it was like a goof. Uh, Bond movie like it was yeah, unre- never say never again yeah, yeah. It would, it's like unattached and un- yeah. it's like not canon uh, to anything <laughs> else but if you don't count that oddball shit this is the longest tenured like Bond uh, oh, yeah. throughout the series so and I feel like he has a really good like especially if you stack it against other Bonds like he's got a really good solid like story arc from beginning to end. And I feel like this, this end scene in, in no time to die really paid it off for me. Like I was like, 
Fuck yeah. That was like a, a, like if you take it as like a whole experience from Casino Royale to this, I, I felt really satisfied, even though I, I, I poked holes in some things and I have, I have some issues with this film too. I, I don't feel like it holds up to like the level of Skyfall. Um, but ultimately I, I really did enjoy this and I liked how they didn't pull any punches at the end, like with him going out. Yeah. Steve, what do you think about this from an outsider and coming into just this, uh, section of bond? Yeah. I mean, it was a fitting end for him. I do. It, it, it sucks knowing how it was going to end. So I was just kind of waiting for it. You think that would have hit you different if you had no idea he was going to. Oh yeah, for sure. Go out. Yeah. Yeah, because I I just would have assumed he was going to find his way out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was a very sweet ending. Uh, Yeah. Oh, dude. And when she tells her, she's like, oh, I want to tell you about it, somebody. Bond. Oh, yeah. Jam when they're in the car. Yeah. That's the And it's like, oh, that's the line. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, that was fucking... Yeah, because then it, you can't help but think, like, fuck, dude. Like, Blofeld fucked him out of, like, five whole years. And even when he, like, he knew pretty early on, I feel like, when he's like, he's like, but she has my eyes. And she's like, it's not yeah, yours, yeah. James. Like, and he's making breakfast for her. Like, I feel like you know, he, you know, he knows, like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's gotta be. And, and he's, he's, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm James Bond. You know, I'm gonna, we're gonna get out of this. I'm gonna, I'm going to make things right and I'm going to get mine, you know, like I'm going to, I'm going to have my day in the sun kind of thing. But, um, yeah, looking back on it, it's like, fuck dude, it's so dirty. How Blofeld did him. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, we'll mark it in the wind column and that bumps us up to an 86.7, uh, approval rate overall. Um, I think, the one that we didn't cover, Quantum of Solace, would you say that's the last on your list? If we had to do a quick ranking of the Bond era uh, films, where would you put this one, Steve? Um, I would have to put... Hmm. That's tough. It is tough. Yeah. It's even, I thought about it before this, and, I, and even asking the question was tough for me. I don't even know how I'd answer. I think I would... I, I think I have to put Skyfall first. Yeah. I think I have to put Quantum of Solace last. Yeah. Um, I think this one and Casino Royale might be fighting for second. Ooh. For different reasons. Um, and Spectre is obviously fourth. Yeah, that's an easy four. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I. I. I feel like after hearing it out loud i feel like the only real way is you're either a skyfall camp or you're a casino royale camp at top dog you know like because you're either skyfall or casino royale one two it's got to be this at three or fighting for two and then you got specter quantum masalis like you can't really get any crazier than that right Unless you're Casino trying to Royale. be like a fucking like, I like Quantum of Solace or Spectre one, you know, like you're, you're wanting to really go against the fucking grain. But yeah, I feel like it, it 
ultimately it falls to whether you're a Skyfall guy or if you're a Casino Royale guy. Yeah. I'm a Scott. Personally, I like Skyfall. Just it it just does it for me without taking away. It's it's hard to rank them like in in that kind of a rank cuz I I would probably put if you could merge, I'd probably put Skyfall Casino Royale at the same level and then go yeah. No Time to Die also acknowledging I feel like it was a really good way to send him off. Uh and then I'd go, you know, Spectre Quantum of Solace, but yeah. Casino Royale, Skyfall, No Time to Die, Spectre, Home Solve. Yeah. Yeah, I think that this this fits that three spot really well. Uh, and it's a toss-up between the other two top dogs, but... <clears throat> Spectre... Sh- like you say, it's the ending. Spectre should What's have that? been... Spectre should have been better. Yeah. I'm still, I, I'm still it, so disappointed. I, it I am too, man. It could have so great. I had I know, imagine such high hopes. Trailers and waiting for years to see it, and fucking to watch it. Yeah, that was a solid three or four years between Skyfall and Spectre. Yeah, I yeah. I went into Spectre having like the highest hopes. Guns loaded. Yep, ready I, to go. I think that's what serves Casino Royale so well is because it was the first one. People didn't know what to think of D- Daniel Craig, even if you come into it later. I feel like you're not really versed in the, like the bond world. So you don't know what to expect. Um, Other than, you know, yeah, Daniel Craig's been bond for all these years, but when you actually sit down and watch it, um, it's different. But um, yeah, I think casino casino Royale had a lot going for it because it broke the mold so sharply and was, and was so good. Like, it's just tough for that, that kind of comparison. Um, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll kind of stick by that. I feel like you gotta be, it's either one of two camps is you're, you're a skyfall or you're a casino Royale. And skyfall is the only one you saw in theaters, right? No, I saw, uh, I saw specter skyfall and quantum assaults in theater. I didn't see casino Royale in theater, but, I yeah, that's the other thing. The theater experience is different, especially in a Bond film, because yeah. it's. It, I feel like it's really meant for the theater. It, it is, yeah. and I wish I really wish I would have watched this in the theater. I feel like I'd probably like it even more. It might maybe maybe for me, I'd be a, like one of those wild cards where it might be fighting against Casino Royale for two. Yeah. It'd be a little bit higher, but in in my heart of hearts and like in good conscience i conscience i can't give this the edge on casino royale at 2 being a skyfall guy so yeah but with that said i think it, it's a strong 3 oh yeah okay hope just had an apostrophe um <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen- have you ever have you ever seen hook steve oh yeah dude when bob hoskins he's playing smee and he has that lightning rod yeah he has that lightning rod. he's like i've just had an apostrophe and dustin hoffman is hook he's like i think you mean epiphany (laughs) and he gives him that idea he's like you gotta make those little buggers love you and then hook takes it and he's like Smee, I've just had the most in- intelligent thought I've ever thought of. 
I'll make these children love me. Like he just steals his idea immediately, but it starts out with him. He's like, I've just had an apostrophe. <laughs> Dude, pour one out for Bob Hoskins, man. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So that's in the wind column. Uh, do you guys have oh, any yeah. colloquialisms or anything you want to talk about? Anything I missed from, or we missed from no time to die. <laughs> No, I just will say it feels good to be a part of a five-win streak with Steve because week to week, hearing every week uh, you talk about how high of a clip this is, about your uh, your bet, and then there's always this fucking little slide in there about <laughs> Macabre and Mrs. Miller. You know, what <laughs> dog shit. Fucking <laughs> and it's like, God, fuck you, bro. It's one of my three episodes I'm on. All right? I didn't pick that movie. <laughs> into it so it feels good feels good i'm glad you dug them all because yeah these are some of my these are some of my favorite movies of all of all time for sure they're they're very very high up there sweet fuck yeah um what did you think steve on the whole were you glad that you partook in this this bond this section of the bond franchise yeah definitely And, and and i will say i feel like you've sort of undersold how pretty swan is yeah i remember you saying that last film and i think i was just i had fucking goo goo eyes for uh monica dumper bellucci um because she she i've loved her all the way since you know brotherhood of the wolf and matrix and all that um so that goes a long way uh with me but yeah i can see it a lot like like you said we like you're not a fan of the frizzy hair, the curly hair kind of hate it. It just, just rubs you the wrong way. Can't stand the it. gap teeth, the gap teeth thing for me was kind of a turnoff, but I can see yeah. it in this one. You know, she's, she's, and I, she and, definitely looks better in this one than the previous one. Yeah. And once I realized she was, I think she's older than I am and I'm 38 or she's right around there. Um, I think that softened the blow a little bit more because I thought she was way younger for some reason, but um, take that as you will. But uh, no, yeah, I, she, she, she almost feels like one of those, like, like a, a different era of leading lady, like timeless like, beauty is the word yeah. you're looking for. Like a, a real handsome, like I put her in the no. same kind of. No. I put her, well, for, I'm just saying for my Do my not taste, say Gina Davis. No. I put her in the same no. camp as Gina Davis. Like just a real, <laughs> just a real classy dame, you know? Like I, like I no. just see in like, I see in like neon <laughs> lights, like dame in cursive, you know? Like that's, right. that's what I get from her. But this time I will say like, uh, the gap tooth was not as big of a deal for me this time, I guess. I think it was hard for me because she's Paloma is so she's fucking ravishing. So fine. And I I just, she didn't look that good to me in the previous one. Inspector. I don't know. Sorry, Steve. It's okay. (laughs) I think they dressed her up a lot. Maybe the climate, like you didn't get to see a whole heck of a lot. And I think, I feel like she gives a little bit more in the skin game uh, in this one, but yeah, she seems like, like refined classy Dame, Gina Davis, handsome woman. That's kind of where I put her in my category of lusting 
Um, but yeah, dude, Paloma, she just seemed like a fuck, just hell on wheels. No, okay, take you know, it just easy. Fucking- I think all women are beautiful, <laughs> and you guys are just being like very close-minded right now. <laughs> yeah, well, we are. It's because the boner has just accepted all the blood from our head, and we just can't. Well, searching you know, for boner alert. <laughs> yeah. Searching for. Where is it? I told you to queue it up, man. God damn it. God, Paloma's. Damn it. I thought I had the one that I wanted to play. Did someone order a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yo, man, you ever get the feeling you was being watched? Um, yeah, I can't find it. God damn it. Boner alert! Um, I mean, Paloma, like, I'm an ass man by trade, and she doesn't have, like, the most, like, exquisite set of cans, but she shows a lot of skin down that midline, and, uh... I don't know, dude, her just seeing her whip around those kicks and stilettos and just handling a fucking <laughs> weapon like that, dude. And she's just like having a great time, you know, like when she gets in that fucking 57, that murdered out 57 Chevy and she's like, yeah, I'm doing great. You know, and like Bond flashes her that smile, dude. She just seems like she just seems like such a good fucking time. Like I'd go anywhere. I'd run away with her for sure. <laughs> Oh, fuck my kids! Blade Run. I was trying to remember. I knew. It yeah, from Knives she, Out. Yep, but, Knives oh, Out, yeah. and she played uh, the the holographic woman in uh, yeah. Joy, Joy in Blade Runner. Who? Deuce zero four nine. Um, yeah, she's awesome. I like her a lot. Okay, relax. You have a family. <laughs> you have a family. <laughs> you have a family. One shoelace. I came in here with two. You took my shoelace? You took my shoelace? <laughs> what you gonna do with that? Floss your ass? What you gonna do with one shoelace? Let me in on the secret. Floss your ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I do I do have one thing that we'll insert here before we get out of here. Um, yep. from Chris Dog. Uh, he said, before the Navy SEALs episode, I put together two separate lists of movies for the next episode, depending on whether or not you guys like Navy SEALs. Since I finally scored a solid win, here's the list of riskier picks. Miracle Mile, River's Edge, Relentless, Das Experiment, which that sounds like a trap, uh, and Startup. Although now I feel like I have to defend myself with orca or alligator against Bob's uh, yeah, dude, inc- Bob incredulity against Jaws. So some food for thought. Uh, I've on if I'm being honest right now, as a movie buff and a cinephile, I don't think I've seen any of those except for River's Edge, which is actually kind of a fun one because they filmed that outside of Sacramento, starring Keanu Reeves, Daniel Roebuck. Crispin Glover, who played the dad from uh, Back to the Future. Um, I think River's Edge is a strong contender out of that batch, maybe for the next Chris episode. Um, But yeah, he threw down the gauntlet. So, I mean, he might come back hot and heavy wanting to really um, 
fight for the honor of alligator. So we'll see. I feel like that that'd be a good summertime kind of watch too. So uh, maybe stay tuned for that towards the uh, the bowels of July. We'll get into that. Um, did you guys have any colloquialisms or I'm seeing Riz a lot lately I, and like even more. And I did see uh, one of our mutual friends, Foch, Foch King, shout out. Um, I saw, I found a shirt online. It was like an Instagram thing and it was Jesus is risen, but spelled <laughs> R I Z Z E N. And it's like Jesus. Oh, and it's like one of these like gangster, like it's like, it's like murdered out and like the, uh, like diamond, like the, the grill style with like the diamonds popping on each of the letters. And it says, Jesus has risen and immediate impulse buy. I was like, what's your address right now? And I fucking, I shipped it to him. So it's, it's still in transit, but cause he, dude, without fail, what, what is the, what is the thing where it's, uh, he is risen. Is that Easter? Yeah. For Jesus yes. freaks. Yes. Without, without fail, Jesus freaks. without fail, every Easter I get a meme or a text that's he is risen from Jeff from yeah so you had had to send him a bedazzled custom shirt a bedazzled custom Jesus is risen he is risen yeah (laughs) Uh, anyway yeah that's a that's a wild tangent I guess related to colloquialisms that uh, yeah I, I, I had never seen that prove me wrong thing you were talking about but as soon as I, as soon as you fucking mentioned it or make it make sense. Yeah. I had never fucking seen it. And then you brought it up in that one episode and I, it's, you see it, it everywhere. It 26 fucking times a day on Twitter. Dude. Synchronicity, man. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. So I saw that immediate impulse buy. So stay tuned. We'll have photos. Uh, he said he'd film the unboxing. So, um, yeah, I thought that was fun. Uh, any hoodles? Uh, damn, we're running pretty long here. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, complaints, hate mail is welcomed. You can reach out to us at wax at waxing the Um, either of our socials, Instagram is at waxing the porpoise. Twitter is at waxing the porp. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know what you think of this episode. Where does no time to die land on your Daniel Craig bond spectrum. Um, did you like this film? Did you not? Uh, what do you got? Um, staring John, thank you so much for joining us on this chaotic journey through, uh, Craig's tenure. I was really excited to talk about this one because we had both seen it so long ago and we, I had saved it kind of like nestled this Easter egg to, to talk about live. Um, do you want to plug where people can find you on Twitch? Uh, sure. Uh, real quick, twitch.television slash kinetic underscore onslaught O-N-S-L-O-T. I'm going to bang these out real quick. I got this pulled up just so you guys know. This is It's a retro stream. We play NES games. This is what has been beat so far. DuckTales, Ninja Gaiden 1, 2, and 3, Zelda 1, Metroid, Bucky O'Hare, Little Samson, Battle Kid, Zelda 2, Castlevania 1 and 2, Final Fantasy, Battle of Olympus, Guardian Legend, Cargo's Quest 2, Battletoads, Ghosts and Goblin, Little Nemo, Dream Master, Mighty Final Fight, Foxes, Damn. Peter Pan, 
worst shit I've ever played in my life. Kirby's Adventure, Hook, Dragon Warrior, Street Fighter 2010, TMNT 2, and we just wrapped up G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, last stream. So, old Dude. NES games, if you guys like them, you want to you wanna see them played, you can choose which one I play. Just come on by. We'll have a good time, talk some shit. We discuss movies every now and then. I'll just talk some shit about something this or that. We kind of get into it all. Uh, that's where I'm at. Nice. Fuck yeah. Um, dude, Little Nemo, that brought back flashbacks from <laughs> NES, dude. That was such a hard... I don't think I ever got past, like... The train? Getting... No, probably before that. Like, getting the mole guy where you're yeah. digging underground. <laughs> yeah. Right yeah, around yeah. there, I yeah, I start blacking out. But that was such That's a like cool. That was such a cool game where you could just oh, you feed great. them that candy gum or whatever, and you can you yeah. fucking jump into different little like animals. character animal things that all have different like functions and shit, dude. I loved that. Yep. What dude? What was some of the like first ten that you you rattled off? Uh, Ducktales, Ducktales, dude, that. I went rounds on DuckTales. I think the the mine one, the miner guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one was fucking tough, but dude, the soundtrack for Moon is so dope. There's a there's a band. I think actually, I think they're out of Grass Valley. Our buddy Joe Mace used to play them every once in a while. They were called The Advantage, and they played specifically. They covered NES. Like chip tune, oh. but they played it on like guitar, bass, and fucking uh, drums. Like they would play these analog like NES games. That's the name of that controller you brought up earlier, right? The arcade called the Advantage. Yeah, one of their album covers is like an NES console, and they have like hot chicks and bikinis like washing it like a dope car. Like yeah, yeah they're yeah, called yeah. the Advantage. I'm pretty sure they're from Grass Valley because Joe Mace introduced us to them and he was like yeah these men motherfucker from grass valley this shit's sick and they did like the uh they have a cover of like the batman nes game oh bangers that, dude game. Yeah. a couple that's what we're playing right now a, that's what's queued up right now nice dude i that game was a lot of fun nes when i was a kid too but he's got a they, they that band has a lot of bangers too from um like the nes castlevania era uh oh yeah that Batman intro, dude, so many good ones. But yeah, check out the advantage on Spotify. That's a fun flashback. Um, cool. Fucking A. When are you gonna get to Legacy of the Wiz? Are you still waiting on some some votes? Yeah, basically the way the stream is set up is I, I just pick the game. If you donate five subs, it's twenty-five bucks. You get to pick the game. The the thing is I don't want to emulate anything, so it's gotta be shit that I own, which is listed in the on on my uh, about me section uh and so far i've always been lucky enough that somebody's come by and been like oh word i like this game and i want to see you play it so i haven't really had to pick anything for myself yet oh sweet which is kind of twofold right because at the same time it's like well i haven't really got to fucking pick what i want to play uh but yeah so on the, the other way, end you're getting you're getting fucking paid you're getting fucking yeah. paid bitch <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 live in a wow. micro house um cool yeah check out john he's got some some awesome shit going on on the twitch stream um thank you again man for joining us it's been a lot of fun uh, i appreciate you coming back on and just because it's the end of the bond doesn't mean it it spells the end for uh staring john we'll have to have you on for some some other deep cuts down the road yeah, for man. sure 
I'm trying to kick it with Chris, dude. Chris, I like Chris, man. That's he's. I like the cut of his jib. He's he's yeah. a he's a different kind yeah. of character. He's a, he's a fun. He's Chris, a good hang. Chris is the man. Yeah, he seems like it. I think you guys would jive too pretty well if we if we were to do an expando uh, four person. Yeah, let's do Orca, dude. Tell him we want to do. I've never seen Orca. Let's do Orca, and we'll. Uh, Tell Chris to cue it up and go through it. Dude, Orca's a lot of fun. Have I'll say this. Have you ever seen Jaws? Oh, yeah. The OG? Do you like Jaws? Okay. Yeah. You'll like Orca. So Orca is like a harder, it's like a hard R, uh, more renegade version of Jaws. <laughs> okay. Like within the first minute, there's a person maybe within the first two minutes of the, the credits don't even finish rolling. And there's a guy on a crow's nest that gets fucking snapped up and ripped halfway through his body. Yeah. By an orca. Sounds good. I do want to see it. Okay. Yeah. That would be a fun one. That That's a good summertime watch too. Cause you got the ocean vibes, you got the beach vibes. So cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll incorporate something for sure. Um, I think next episode, I haven't told, I haven't divulged to Steve yet what the plans are, but you brought up the case a couple weeks ago. I think of Karen Reed. Is that how you say her name? Yep. Or Karen red, Karen Reed. Um, that one's really piqued my interest. I've, I've seen a few things on that, but that might be a fun one where you can kind of take the reins and I kind of follow you down the rabbit hole. Um, so that's the ostensible plan is next week. Well, the curious case of Karen Reed. Uh, alliteration aside, I think that would be a fun one. It's kind of a fucked up deal and you can, you can picture yourself in, in her situation. Uh, it's, it's kind of, I think that'd make for good pod. So, um, Google up Karen Reed, R E A D. She's in some hot water right now with the, the death of her boyfriend. It's a, it's a funky case. So I think that'd be a good one to kind of, shift gears a little bit, go back into our kind of true crime, unexplained high strangeness kind of, uh, mode. Um, so yeah, give her a Google. Uh, maybe that's what we'll talk about next week. Maybe something else. We'll see. Yeah. But at any rate, it's thank a, you for joining us. It's a weird case. And, yeah. Very and to weird. cover up. Yeah. It's yeah. It's got some, it's got tentacles on it. So John, stay tuned. Uh, I'm sorry. Tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I didn't, I never knew you're a big octopus guy until I think I came over and we were doing some Marvel. When's Marvel gaming. Yeah. And I noticed you had like a, you had like a, a crazy ass glass, like yeah. octopus sculpture. I was like, what's that about? And you're like, I'm just really into octopus. I think like they're just fucking, it's a rad animal. Yeah. Octopi. yeah I've always wanted one. Octopi. It's insane. Like they have extremely fast story. This lady had two fish tanks, one fish tank, really expensive fish. This fish tank was octopus. She didn't know what was going on. The expensive fish were dying. Sets up a camera. Octopus was crawling out of its oh, tank, shit. crawling into the other tank. Crawling back into its own tank and chilling. <laughs> like they're just anything their beak can fit through. They get through. They're considered escape artists. They are smart as shit. It, they, they, it would make a fantastic pet. No matter how you set up the tank, <laughs> octopus don't give a fuck, bro. He's going to go in and he'll rearrange the shit however he wants it. Like, octopus are fucking dope. 
Dude, that's what creeps me out the most is that fucking beak, man, in the center mass, oh, like yeah. right in the belly. Like, yeah, that shit creeps me out. Cause then I think, like, is this like a bird? Is this like a fucking raptor jellyfish? Like, what's like, can you imagine being like in the open water and like a big ass fucking one of those crazy ass squid off the coast of like Monterey? They just the fucking beak just gets you right in the femur. Oh. Any hoodles. Uh, yeah, this has been No Time to Die. Uh, check out John, Staring John on the Twitch stream. Thank you for joining us. And if we don't see you, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Woo! Man, you're a fucking shark, you are. <laughs> <laughs>